One, two, one, two. We are back. GYGB. I am your co host, Roberto Flack. We got my man, Coltrane ROD. What is goody, fellas? Yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, so. What's beef? Eat when you need to get to go to So, yeah, man. We, man, this is going to be a. a action-packed show <laughs> uh needless to say man but you know we're, we're gonna we're gonna get down to uh the nitty-gritty down you know in a minute but obviously this past weekend man um the fight we were we were waiting for we were were hoping to you know get last november we finally got it wilder ortiz we're obviously gonna speak on that but there was a lot of boxing this weekend <laughs> and funny enough two cards simultaneously happening in new york city literally a stone's throw away from each other which is kind of odd <laughs> and both on major networks at the same time um you know i i personally had a tough time like you know i was watching um you know the first fight that came on we'll, we'll jump right into that man um uh dimitri bival sullivan barrera this out of all the fights this one was the one I was really interested in because we've been hearing a lot about Bivol. We were, in, you know, we know about Barrera. You know, we've seen him in there, um, you know, for years now. He fought Andre Ward. Um, so, real quick, man, um, you know, because I I know we want to touch on Sergey Kovalev and, and other things and such, but I mean, I want to get your thoughts, Rod, as far as you know what you thought about uh, Bivol's performance in this fight. So I thought Bivol was. You know, he, he's a great young lion. I thought he did a very good job. You know, um, it was one of those things where, like, you know, you would you, you would hear about how good an athlete is or how good the album is, and you finally get to listen to it, and you're like, you know what, it's the real deal. It was, it was similar to what we would do when we, when I would never forget, when that first P-Rock and Seal Smooth came out, I was ah, like, yo, this album soul, is brother. Yeah, this joint is, this joint is legit, and you finally listen to it, and you're like, you know what, this joint is all that. And I think that Boval didn't, you know, didn't let us down, you know, against Barrera, who's not an easy cat to fight. Mm -hmm. Now, with that being said, um, you know, Boval, because you didn't get the call yet, Boval looked, looked very good, man. He looked very good. I think he has a bright career in front of him. I think he did a very good job against a game, uh, Barrera, who always comes, you know, when, when we talk about, um, you know, Ber Selvin Barrera, man, he, you know, fundamentals, you know, pretty good size you know he, he comes he comes to fight man and just really controlling the whole fight and really you know that combination he hit him with to knock him out was really indicative of what was going on the whole fight mm -hmm. does he have one punch does he have one punch knockout power no but when you look at Barrera the condition of Barrera's face and you look at the combination he hit him with it was really that grueling fight that was just nothing but attrition man he was just worn down didn't hit a lot and someone that was crafty as Barrera really couldn't handle this young lion. So I was pretty impressed. All right, word, word. Train, what would what, you uh, what'd you think of Baval? Yeah, we lose Train? Oh, my fault. I think, yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry, uh, Roberto. No, I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, drag it out. I agree with everything <clears throat> R.O.D. said. And, um, you know, we we, we always been kind of, you know, follow him closely. We like the way he measures. But, you know, we're big fans of guys who measure their punches and set up their punches properly. And he's a patient fighter. Like, he doesn't – he don't rush – he don't rush through his food. He's like – I call him a fork and knife type of guy, the way he uh, 
put his punches together. You know, um, not a guy that rushes through things. And I think that carries young fighters uh, through. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens next because the next guy we're going to talk about <laughs> is the fight that I think that, you know, eventually probably is going to be the big fight. Yeah. And that's him against uh, Kovalov. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, obviously he was the main event. And, you know, one thing, the one thing with Bavala, right. like, man, like and we talked about it earlier, is just – he he's a sneaky counterpuncher, man, because he was landing shots on yeah, Barrera yeah. that I was like, whoa, like you didn't see it as it happened. And when they showed the replay, I was like, wow, I didn't even see him sneak that right hand in. But he's really good at kind of, uh, I mean, he's got good footwork, but um, he, he it just seems like for a guy that has thir- only 13 pro fights, it looks like he, like he knows what he's doing in there, you know, and he's got a good mental game because, I mean, he got cut in the eye. He had that little lump on the side of his head, but it's like he still, like, it didn't matter, you know? And that says a lot about, you know, because some fighters, man, we've seen in the past, like, a cut here, a little, you know, they 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 bow out quick, and his consistency, you know? Um, Barrero's a tough dude, you know? He's, he's a tough guy, but um, kind of like what me and ROD thought was going to happen kind of played out. But, you know, we'll uh, we'll we'll see what lies in the future. And I guess we'll segue into uh, Sergey Kovalev, who was the the main event, um, not the fight we were really looking forward to, obviously. But, you know, we did get, um, you know, to see Sergey Kovalev again against Igor. Is that, let me pronounce this. Mikalkin. Um I'll start with you, uh, Train. Uh, w- what did you think about this? And and, and again, like what we, would, we were talking about earlier, as far as just. The HBO side of things, if you will. Yeah, I mean, my whole issue with listen, everybody deserves tune-up fights, filler fights. I mean, it, it happens, mm-hmm. but it, it's, it's just hilarious to me that this is the second fight in a row. I mean, God, like, I mean, can we get somewhat of a competitive fight? Like, you knew from the very first round yeah. that that guy had no shot against Kovalov. He's like, he was what? His one of his sparring partners on Olympic yeah, what was the correlation? Like he is some like sort of relationship. Like these are his friends. Like this, <laughs> it's like me calling Rod a die and having him hanging out with me at work. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> us as the you know uh, the consumer, you know, people that subscribe to this sport. Like, I didn't want to see that crap. Yeah. Like you know, it wasn't even an entertainment. I mean, at least give me some sleep. Like you know, Rod a die brought up uh, Sullivan Barrera. Like, this is a guy, at least you know he's coming to fight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there has to be, this is the second uh, fight in a row. They're like, yo, and then the commentary was, like, embarrassing because they went over the top to appease Kovalov for a guy that Kovalov could have beat that guy blindfolded. Like, come on, man. You know, and he, we still don't know if he's back yet. I know Rada Dog won't touch into that in a second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we still really don't know what Kovalov is yeah. from being not, nobody tested him, nobody put no pressure on him. Like, where's the pressure fighter at? Like, wh- how do we know that he's completely back from what happened with Ward? And, you know, like, they went out of their way to appease Kovalov. Like, we're stupid. Like, we're a bunch of casuals watching this fight and don't have no knowledge of what we're yeah. seeing. Like, this dude, we, it, was, it was essentially... No, I'm not even going to call it a sparring because some sparring sessions are actually competitive. You know, this was like... Remember they used to have that show on Saturdays? It was called Joe's versus Pros. The Pros versus Joe's. Guy yeah, that was yeah, like yeah. A, yeah, Pros versus Joe was like a, a guy that might own a car wash that got in the ring with a professional. That's what it looked like. It's crazy, man. Yeah, R-O-D. That's all I got to say on that. R.O.D., uh, let, let me get your take on it, man. No, I think that um, <clears throat> what Coltrane said is correct. The only problem I have with Kovalov is like, you know... 
we got somebody that we're babying back, trying to nurse him back into yeah, yeah. like, you know, the, into the fold. And really and truthfully, man, you can kind of look at it. And it's just not there. It's like, it's, it's, it's almost like, man, we're forcing this guy to do a dance that he really doesn't want to do. And, um, you know, when I look at that fight, you know, it got stopped. But it wasn't like the Kovalov we seen in the past. That Kovalov we seen in the past was explosive with that one-two, seemed kind of more motivated. And granted, I'm not taking anything away from this guy. It's difficult to fight somebody you're in a ring that you're friends with, you know. Um, yeah, I agree with that. You know, you know, you know we play basketball, we play football. You know, it's kind of difficult to put on a, a certain, like, turn off that other button and put on, and put on that other that over other flow. But with that being said, man, like I just wasn't really impressed with him. I, I got to say that. And I, and I got to say that the reason why is because here's a guy that's like chasing a high school girl, you know, in Andre Ward, like, you know, he's just constantly chasing Andre Ward, putting stuff out on the internet, yeah. making memes, like all this stuff that just shows that mentally he's beaten where Ward is just like, He's moved on. He's commentating. Like he, he's moved on. I just really believe he, this guy is fractured mentally, and um, he doesn't look like the Kovalov of old. And you know, I even went as far as saying that, you know, and and the guys listening out there and um <clears throat> and guard your grill land, that if he fought Boval, you know, Boval at the end of the year, beginning of next year, he might lose that fight. Mm. He's so damaged mentally, man. I don't think we, I don't think people even see it, man. It's not the same Kovalov we're talking about here. And the only reason he looks good is because we're kind of like baby him into the fold. Yeah, we, well, you know the thing with Baval. I mean, we talked about it. He he just he has way more upside, you know. And when you think about, let's just say not this next upcoming fight, but let's just say the fall, right? Like I'm with you. Like I would, I would favor Bivol just because he's only going to get better and and already there's things I see that I think can disrupt Kovalev so it's it's just um I, again like we're not going to know really with Kovalev until he gets in there with somebody like a Bivol um now now again like when I think about guy like fights with him and Adonis Stevenson and Badu Jack and things like that like I still may favor him but like another guy that's kind of the dark horse here is Better Beef. And he's another guy, you know, who they got beef, like legitimate beef. I'd like to see that. So he has options. So like, I think this next fight, if it's not Bivald, like they really need to up the ante at this point. Because, you know, you can't do three fights in a row with, you know, uh, friends or, 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 you know, babysitters, husbands and things like that. You know, like it's got to be somebody... You know, married where we're gonna be like, <laughs> we're gonna be right. like excited about it. You know, or or, or we're gonna be intrigued about what kind of Kovalev we're gonna get. So we'll see, though, man. That hopefully that materializes for sometime later in the year. But uh, real quick, we jump right into uh, the Showtime card, which is the one we were really looking forward to for obvious reasons. But we had an undercard, uh, a rematch, Andre Durell, um Jose who is it Jose who's uh, who's <sighs> Um, me again, me and ROD. Uzkategi, yeah. yeah. Me and ROD again. This was another fight we talked about on the last show. Um, 
this would this this was really this to me was Darrell's last opportunity to show anything left that he had and I what I saw didn't surprise me at all um train like I mean what would you take on it as far as j- just the outcome of the fight I'm just gonna say this because I don't even want to I'll let you guys go with Darrell the worst thing in the world is wasted talent mm-hmm. I don't know if it was you or Corey that said it on the thread last week you you guys were like it was up during the fight rather and you were like it's a, you know it's crazy that Darrell came out the same time as Andre Ward yeah now he's fighting pretty much for career, you know, sanctum, you know, to save his career from, from being in the, in the basement, the sanctum of a, a washed up could have been where Andre Ward is on his way to the Hall of Fame. I thought that was elegantly put, whoever said that. That's exactly how I look at Brett. Yeah, man. I agree. I agree. And it's sad, yo, because we forget how long he's been around, man. I mean, th- this was when they were doing the Super Six, it was like around what? It was like 08, something like that. Like, uh, yeah, but like ten years ago, and it's crazy where you've seen Ward go, and where you've seen Darrell go, man. And, and it's been like a series of situations. But uh, Rod, man, like, give, give me your take on on the the fight itself, how it played out, and and, and what what you think Darrell should do next. So it's funny, man. I had my brother and a lot of my friends call me and said, you know, Darrell ain't s, Darrell ain't this, Darrell ain't that, and I'm just like. You know, and, and and it's funny, like, a lot of the things that we talked about, Roberto, came to fruition. Yeah, right. <laughs> and to the last podcast. Um, but what's interesting is, is that when we talked about Darrell, we talked about how all his major fights, something happened. Yep. You know, whether it was like, you know, he got hit after the bell, whether it was like, you know, a low blow, whether it was some type of controversy, all his fights, something happened. Now, granted, all that being said and done, you got a situation where when you look at Darrell last fight, I really wasn't ultra ecstatic for him taking that fight because he was losing. He was losing the whole fight. Yep. He was losing the whole fight, man. And and then on top of that, man, you got a situation where Uzteki just came in more determined. Like, if you looked at him the first time, compared to this time, you saw Darrell looking at you saw Darrell looking kind of like second-guessing himself, but you saw Uzteki coming more determined, mm-hmm. like a dog. And, you know, Train and I will we'll talk about that when we talk about the main event. But we talk about a guy that came in like a dog, skill-wise probably did not have the skill that Andre Darrell had in all his career. But now you're in a situation where, you know, the dog is going in Darrell, and this guy is sitting here, and he's, like, you know what, I'm going to show you, man, what it's all about. And unfortunately, man, that was really Darrell's demise, man. Anytime, I'll, I'll, I'll end with this. Coach, it's easier to turn a player or a fighter down than it is to turn them up. All right, why is that? It seems like the fighter that that you have to turn up. You have to reason with him to kind of like show up, like kind of like show some, some spunk why you want to be here. The players you got to turn down, you know they're vested. You got to channel their energy the right way. It seemed like Andre Durrell. Right, now your phone, your phone going in and out. Okay, okay, okay. Can you hear me now? All right. 
Can y'all hear me? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Roberta, now we can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Roberta, were you able to hear me when I said? Yeah, yeah, but it was just going in and out a little bit. Okay. All right. No. It went out again. It's doing like a little static. Game. Where are you at in your career? Maybe it's like a location thing. All right. Can you hear me now? Am I, am I good now? Yeah, yeah. You're straight. Yeah, you're good now. Yeah. All right. So what I was saying was that with Darrell, man, like it's always it's when you play in sports, it's hard to basically um, turn a player up than it is to turn a player down. You know what I mean? The player that you want to turn down is the players that you want. And it seemed like, you know, uh, his coach, man, was really trying to turn him up in that fight a lot. Like, look, man, I need you to fight this round. Look, man, we need it. Like, it was everything was more than just coaching. It was more or less, like, mental stuff. Like, we got to turn this guy up. And I'm saying this to say that Darrell, man, lost his fire, man. Yeah, I agree. He lost his spunk. He lost his fire. And before this fight, Roberto and I talked about how his big fights are smeared with nothing but, like, him, like, kind of, like, getting out by the skin of his teeth. Mm-hmm. Arthur Abraham, um, Carl Frotch, this fight. Like, I can't even tell you what his biggest fight is that he won. Or his biggest win, yeah. <laughs> I can't. It's in, and what I said was, and you said it right, Roberto, I said, unfortunately, man, I love Darrell. Mm-hmm. Good man of the Lord, man, you know, you know, loves life itself. But he squandered his opportunities, man. He had great talent, and he just squandered it, man. He just he had opportunities to be great, and he squandered it, man. Yeah, I, I so think that's all I say. I mean, I think you nailed it. I mean, I think that's that's pretty much um, that's been the tagline, unfortunately, for him, man. And, and and again, I agree. Like he's one of these guys, man, that. Down the line, we'll talk about saying, "Man, like what a what." He's here's another one, Joan Guzman. He's another one, wasted potential, man. Like when you look at how good he was, had issues with weight, and you know, just man, I forgot about him. Yeah, exactly, man. See how you get forgotten about when you not when you live up to your potential. Yeah, man. I totally forgot about him. Yeah, dude. So and we and I was talking about him the other day to someone because. I, like my, you know, my man's Dominican, and, and I was—he's—he's he's a boxing fan too. And we were trying to come up with Dominican fighters, and that, obviously he came up in discussion. But yeah, man, I mean that—that's um—it's just—it's unfortunate, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I think for Darrell, you can have, you can or like you can get into shape for a fight. You can look real good, but it's like if you just don't have it upstairs, as far as like really wanting it, or even when when it, it when it gets really rough which you know we'll you know which is going to be a segue into what we're going to talk about next uh when the going gets tough um so you know there's that extra something that a fighter that really commits to what he you know to what he's doing will just show up and again it's it's just been somewhat of a constant with with Darrell man and I just think at this point what is he 33 34 years old like at this point, like what can we expect from him? You know what I'm saying? So like, I, if I were him, man, I would really just take a sit, you know, a seat back and, and just contemplate like your immediate future, man. Because I, I would hate for him to be like a serve up guy to one of these other guys and him just like unnecessarily get hurt. You know, if like if his heart ain't in it, man, like I would just suggest of him retiring. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we'll, we'll, you know, I guess we'll have to monitor that. 
you know, as, as the weeks and the months uh, progress. But man, let's let, let's segue right into uh, the, the fight this weekend. We were all waiting for man. Um, one of the bigger heavyweight fights in in recent years, as far as like uh, legitimate excitement. Um, the question marks on both sides of the uh, both sides of the fence. Um, interesting storylines between both guys as far as things I didn't know as far as their personal lives. But um, Deontay Wilder, Luis Ortiz, man, we saw it. I want to say it lived up to the you know to to the overall hype and the excitement we were at least hoping we would get. Um, but I'll shoot it to let me. I'll, just, I'll start with Rod, man. Um, just your your immediate take on the fight we were chatting about it but uh just give me a rundown of the fight as far as you know things you saw and how everything played out well it played out just as coaching and i said it was gonna play mm-hmm. out you know um you know it was one of those can you hear can you guys hear me yeah yeah, yeah 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 perfect yeah 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 it, it played out just the way the coaching and i said it was gonna play out and roberto you 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 uh was right along with us in the prediction we said that you know, unfortunately, we laughed at Deontay Wilder. We said, man, he throws those windmill punches that look almost like, you know, like an octopus swimming around, going in circles. But, <laughs> but you know, we said that – we said that in training I have a saying, Kobe said it to Lil Bow Wow. And shout out to Lil Bow Wow for beating Alonzo Ball in three-point shooting. But <laughs> um, we, 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 we said it. And Kobe had to say, and he, and this is why Kobe's one of the greatest. He said, "Man, let me <laughs> tell you something, man." He said, "Let me tell you something, man." He said, "Man, Kobe did this move to go Bow Wow and his friend." He said, "Cause Bow Wow was talking trash, he had a thousand dollars. He spent him like some cash or ten thousand dollars shoebox money." He said, "Let me take you MF for something." He's like, "Man, it's a, it's a, it's a MF difference between." Watching these sharks swim in these caves versus swimming with them in real life. It's different between watching Discovery Channel and swimming with great whites. And it's the same thing I say with Deontay Wilder, man. Like, I think that when we look at it on TV, it looks so simple. It really does, man. Like, he looks bad. I ain't going to hold you. He looks terrible. You know, Big Mike got his, you know, and I'm going to put Big Mike on the spot. He just feels hurt because training and I always say, yo, man, this is an anti-science fair. Like, if you, if you yeah, want to see what yeah. science don't look like, come watch Derek yeah. Wilder, man. He'll show you everything wrong with you. He won't show you. He'll, he'll, his, his, and I'm going to go on for a second. You know, I apologize. But, like, his feet are wide, okay? Yeah. He's 6'7". Yeah. He gives up his height. He doesn't use a jab. You know what I'm saying? Like, he pulls straight back a lot. Like, and Mark Brillen is his trainer. He's one of the best Olympians. I know. I know. You know, know. like, he's one of the best Olympians in the Olympics. Technician. Technician. Technician, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you look at him like, what the heck? But the Shark Week stuff, what I told you about. We look at it. You know, King Kong was on his website. Everybody was clowning him. Like, you've shown him this. I remember Roberto even sent, you know, Roberto, you got to keep it a bean. You even sent a clip over, like, what was this? Which he one? Was, he was doing some drill. Oh, the running drill. drill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that—that that's my school. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not, not, not King Kong. It was a drill that it was a drill that Deontay Wilder was doing, and he was throwing a miss. And everybody said, "What the heck is this?" Oh, everybody was sitting there. Yeah, 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 I said, yeah, yeah. "I said the same day when I saw it." I was like, yeah. "Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. <laughs> but guess what? The yeah. thing that you can't. So here's what it is. He's easy to scout, but he's hard to fight. That's what it is, and I'm gonna tell you why. 
No one prepares to tell you, okay, this cat is six foot seven. How many six foot seven cats you gonna find a squad with you that are right handed, okay? And their right hand is literally like a bulldozer. Okay, that's number one. You ain't gonna find too many cats like that. Number two, do you see his athletic awkward movement? Like that's stuff that you can't imitate. I can't get somebody from from 52nd Street train that used to play basketball and be like, yo, man, I need you to beat Deontay Wilder. Can you spar me? <laughs> and, and have him imitate that movement, man. Like, you can't go get Lionel Simmons or, or like, any of them. You can't get to hard. You can't get to hard. Right. You can't get him to go say, all right, man, yo, I need you to imitate this. He's about as skinny as him, too. You can't get him to imitate that. And that's the very, that's the intangibles we talk about, that regardless of if we think that Deontay Wilder is good or not, skills can take you so hard, so far. The guy has a heart of a lion. He has the willpower of a guy trying to make it out of Bane's basement. You know, in <laughs> on top of that, in on top of that, shout out to Batman. He made it. He was the only person that no, who made it out? The girl made it out, and then Batman made it. Out. I want to the girl, all uh, right, yeah, that's, right, right. that's but, funny as hell. Yeah, but the other thing is, is that the intangible we talk about, like Trent, I talk about, like that awkwardness. Like, did you see, right. like, Louis Ortiz? And I'll shut up after this. He was trying to make it into a gentleman's sport. Man, Deontay Wilder was trying to make it into a scrap fest, and it wound up being a scrap fest, and Louis Ortiz lost. Now, people are going to go in and say, okay, he was off his juice, which he looked like he was. He didn't have stamina, which he like he did. And on top of that, I think that's part of the reason. But the other part of the reason is, while we sitting back clowning Deontay Wilder, and Deontay Wilder knows his limitations, in his mind, he's like, that's good. Because when I start taking you into this round and I hit you with this right hand and you don't know if you're in Mississippi or Philly, <laughs> then you're going to be like, okay, you know what, man? I'm in a real rumble. And I think that that's what happened to Louis Ortiz. And I'm going to go and say this right now. I said it before, I'm going to say it again. Anybody that sits here and fools themselves and say that Deontay Wilder cannot be Anthony Joshua is literally smoking dope because at the end of the day, there's a reason why um, Joshua did not fight Ortiz. And I think we saw what it was in the seventh round. And the second thing is the fact that the, uh, Joshua has no dog. We already talked about that with the round. He has no dog. He has no chin and he gasses out early. All that is bad against Deontay Wilder. It really is. It, I don't care how many rounds he's winning. Deontay Wilder's not trying to win rounds. He's trying to turn into a scrap, and he's trying to kill you. And I think we saw that Luis Ortiz put up a great fight. Who was winning the fight on my score? But yeah. in that fifth round, when he got knocked down. I was just saying to myself, you know what? He can win those missiles again. It's gonna it's gonna wind up hurting him, and that's what happened. At the end of the ninth round, he got hit with one of those missiles. He was hurt. And when we look at the tenth round. There was a point in time where he got, where they both tagged each other, and Deontay Wilder, being having that dog we talked about, when he gets you hurt, you notice he just comes rushing in like like he tries to bum rush you, and Ortiz was holding him, and he threw Ortiz down on the ground. At that moment, I knew Ortiz was hurt because you you saw he took a knee for like eight seconds, 
Yeah, he got, yeah. I'm yeah. just, he, he was hurt, man. He was hurt way before he got knocked down. He was hurt. He was gassed and he was hurt. Man, Deontay Wilder, man, is not a lot of things. And Big Mike got mad at us, you know, because we were saying that he, skill-wise, he's worse than John Ruiz, skill-wise. <laughs> no, he is. Training, like, listen, we need so many people that Alvin McCall's better than him. I'm out. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something. And Big Mike got his feelings hurt, man. But I'm going to tell you this. The thing about that Big Mike didn't understand was, was that, listen, Mike, you can be the worst basketball player in the world. But if you are a dog and a competitor, you will be the most skilled person in the world. And I think that he doesn't understand that. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. That while we sit here and we're purists of the sports, we like people that, that take science. We also know that there's an intangible that you can't measure. Mm-hmm. And that's heart. You right. can't measure heart, man. Mm-hmm. And I just leave it like that. And Deontay Wilder got a whole bunch of that, man. And to be honest, he's going to clean that division up. Well, you know, that's why the first thing I I messaged, like when 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 he when he stopped Ortiz, I was like, yo, like that was the win. Like that was right now, that's his signature win, you know, because a lot of it was question marks from us uh, fans in general. Like, yo, like what's going to happen when he's under adversity and he gets hurt or something? And we found out, you know what I'm saying? And that's why this fight really for for well me in, in i mean like you know speaking for myself man i was uh, critical of wilder in the in the sense of just like what rod was just talking about just like things i didn't like that he did but again in heavyweight boxing man it's just especially with wilder man he just has such a and, and this was kind of the storyline of the fight and it's funny me and rod kind of when we were talking about this fight, it played out in a way like how I envisioned it. Maybe it going further than I thought. Like I thought it was going to end sooner. But that being said, it's it's just like with Wilder, man. He just has the confidence and the determination that hit even almost being out per se. He gathered himself and in the following round, like took it easy, and you could see he gathered himself. And then he hurt Ortiz back, you know, like a round or two after. So it just spoke volumes, man. Um, and, and he and and he 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 gained my respect as far as just how he handled the fight. You know what I mean? So train, like, just give me your your input and and, and like what you think going further with with, uh, with Wilder or you know with with uh, you know the potential fight with him and Joshua. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, like Ronald Dow said, you know, when this fight was first signed, you know, we, you know, collectively, um, well, I know me and Ronald Dow and I had talked about it offline, and we were just like, you know what, I think Wilder is going to beat him, you know, and I was like, I agree. And one of the reasons why I thought Wilder could beat him is because I just thought that, you know, flawed it as he is, he do do some things that are really good. Like, it, it's crazy, like... If, like his like like when they was on the inside fighting with each other, he threw some actually pretty good punches. You know, like the uppercut he caught he went before. I mean, he was kind of hurt at that point, but that was a nice uppercut he caught him with. Yeah. And you know, um, big as he is, sometimes big guys are clumsy by nature. That's why you know, um, guys like Lennox Lewis, Riddick Bowe, those type of guys, Larry Holmes. But Deontay Wilder is taller than those dudes, though. And they were considered, like, big heavyweights, right? Hey, Train, you know, so, Train, hold on one second. Go ahead. Before you go on, talk about – I don't want you to miss this point. Talk okay. about what you said 
when you was like, yo, when he got hurt, did you see what he did? Like he walked in. Okay, yeah. Ortiz. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He didn't run away. Which you just go ahead talk about what you just said. Go yeah. About what so, so when he got hurt, he does good. This mm-hmm. is. You know, and I always bring up Teddy Atlas. You know, I know we got our our our, our, our beef with Teddy, but Teddy got this saying that he said, and it was like a, it became like a slogan on Guard Your Girl Boxing, and it's called Behave Like a Fighter. You know, we've seen Shane Mosley get hurt, Vernon Farr, and he hit the panic button. You know, we saw Floyd get hurt for pretty – that was the hurt he's ever been since we've been watching him against Shane, and he behaved like a fighter. He clinched Shane's arm, you know, disrupted his rhythm. He couldn't lock his right arm up. Well, the last Saturday – you know, with all his flaws and all his deficiencies that Deontay Wilder has, when he got hurt against Ortiz, he didn't panic. You know, he held he he held his ground. He 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 held on to uh, Ortiz, and he still was coming forward. You know, like disrupting his timing and his rhythm. So it was in that moment as I'm watching. I said, "This I said, oh, this dude got a, a dog inside of him." You know, I, I knew it was there. You know, what I'm saying that was another reason why I picked him. But it was mm-hmm. just like. You know, you see these intangibles. Like, we watch Jermaine Teller. Ryder Dodd was right next to me. Mm-hmm. He was one of the few people that – because we, who do we always compare Wilder to? We say he's a more what? A little bit more polished Jermaine Teller. Jermaine That's the Taylor. only thing he, we really – Yeah, we, we was like, dog. he's a little bit more – he's a dog, a more enemy. He got a little bit more stuff with little trickery, tricks with him. And I and I always compare – I said, the difference is with him between – when Jermaine Teller got hurt against Kelly Pavlik, he backed up and had his head up in the sky. What was we saying? Holy gravity. We, we we yelling from, you know, from the boardwalk uh, hall. Deontay Wilder gets hurt. He behaved like a fighter so many times. Some of your favorite fighters, when they get hurt or they get a cut, talk about Bavar early, he get a cut from the head, but didn't panic. These are the little intangibles that you could see in a fighter. Mm-hmm. And they, 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 just like war, he just dropped, he turned it up. You know, so these guys, this is what the special ones. Forget the skills, you got to kind of throw that out the window for a second and look what's in between the person's chest, you know, because you can't measure that. That don't show up in the box score. Right. Like Radadar said, Deontay Wilder is not the type of guy, like if I drew him up, I'm like, or if, we, if, if I saw him fight for the first time, I'm like, oh, this guy, like, I don't know. And Radadar, I'll tell you, when he fought uh, Bavern, we all, it was me, him, sleep, Doc, the whole crew, we was watching the fight, and Radadar was like, I like this dude. I'm like, oh, why? Like, I don't see... You know, I mean, you, he, he got heart. He was, he was like, he got heart. Like, he got like a dog and like a will mm-hmm. inside of him. Mm-hmm. So after the Bavarian fight, I started to, you know, put my personal prejudice aside that, you know, you know, that's like, he talked about Big Mike earlier. He was like, Big Mike tried to take a shot. I was like, well, damn, y'all talk this anti-science stuff, but you co-sign Wilder. But it was like, just because you critique and talk about a fight or fight game don't mean that you can't pick him to win a fight. Just like Keith Thurman, right? Radagal always come and keep, you know, break down his fight, but he picked him to win against Danny, you know, based on the skills that was on display. But, yeah, you know, but as far as Wilder ago, I'm, I'm on record, and I just want this to be known. I think he beats Joshua. I think he stops him. You know, Joshua got, I don't got, I don't know what happened in that Kovalov. He got, got a hand by God touched on his shoulder and got out of that situation by, because this needs to be said, a, 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 a Klitschko fighter, that was had his foot in retirement. How long was mm-hmm. off? Was, long was Chris go off before that? Fight? A year and a half. Almost two years. Almost two years. And how old was he again? Forty. He 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 our age. He forty. He about to be forty two. Yeah. Forty. 40 yeah. Okay. So you got a forty. You know, forty something year old fighter fighting a guy that's in his early twenties. 
two year layoff. He couldn't where 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 uh Wilder and he even said it himself and I respect him respecting for this. He said, Listen, man, this was the my toughest task. He was like, He didn't fight nobody like this. And it's on record that they ducked Ortiz, the yep, Oshka yep. Joshua King. And now that. we yep. see why. And listen, let's not take anything away from Ortiz because Ortiz, you know, did we he fought actually better than what I thought he was gonna fight. You know, he gave Wilder and listen, before that knockdown, you could want to argue that Ortiz was winning that fight on point. I had him winning. But yeah. again, yeah, but again, like Raladar said, it comes down dogs don't go to they dogs come out. And we're gonna get into the other guys in a second. You know, going back to last May, you know, you bring a dog out, you don't allow the judges to put it in your hands. You know what I mean? Especially when you think you're losing a fight. You know, and he didn't leave it you know, he he left nothing to be desired in that fight. And again, it, it ain't no fight we're gonna put in, in in uh in the boxing hall of fame or nothing like that. But you know, when it comes to heart and determination, that's all you want. If you're rooting for a guy, if you're a fan of Deontay Wilder, how can you not be proud of a guy that willed his way to victory? Yeah. And, 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 you know what, Trini, and, I, and I want to say this, hold on, and I want to say this real fast too, bro. I'm sorry. I've been misrepresenting this figure too. Um, you know what else I like about him too? I think people look at him and they say, like, like people look at him and they say, you know what? He's this, he's charismatic, he's this. But did you see the love he gave and respect he gave Ortiz after that fight? You're right. Yeah. How about that? That was awesome. I mean, see, you, like, listen, and, and I'm going to tell you something. Another dog that I like on the other end of the spectrum that I like are them Charlo brothers. And they are some right. ignorant moves, man. Like, like <laughs> ignorant, man. Like, like right. listen, man, they the type of dudes, if you told them, like, yo, man, my, my my grandma said, "They're like, man, I don't care. F you, we gonna fight. Like you, like they. That's the type of dudes they are. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, they like, like, like you know, he. he I think they like, got a reality check this weekend. Yeah, though. I was gonna they say. Did. Like one of the things yeah. that Charlo said, he was like, when Danny left, he said, man, when Danny left, he said, and you know what? I appreciate he went through. You know, he battled a lot. He went through cancer. But I'm telling you something. I'm worse than that cancer he had." I ain't nothing to play with. I'm like, damn. Like, like, yo, like, they like, go there. Yeah, wow. Like, I didn't know he said that. I didn't hear like, that you either. You see Wilder never talked. You never, you see Wilder. Yeah. You see Wilder never talked about Louis Ortiz's daughter. Like, he never talked oh. about, like, that stuff was, it was just a gentleman type. Like, yo, man, I'm the real deal. And even afterwards, he said, yo, I'm just happy that he got a lot of money. We, you know, I'm happy I got the win, but I'm happy he got opportunity to get some money to take care of his daughter. Like, what, what do you, like, I, I realize that. That's, yeah, that's what I was I like saying this, after that. Ortiz right. said the same thing same after thing. the fight. Exactly. exactly. You know, right. It all goes out the window because, at, you know, at the end of the day, you know, this is a very brutal sport. And, you know, normally when guys are finished, they, you know, they think whoever they believe in that they, everybody made it through healthy. You know, mm-hmm. Floyd is big on that. Like, I just thank God that I, mm-hmm. you know, I got yep. through this with yep. all my faculty. And another thing I want to say is real quick. The thing I like about Ortiz is, like, I remember when Wayne Brady was on the Chappelle show, right? But before he got on, I remember Chappelle made fun of him with the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So <laughs> Wayne Brady, this was somebody. This one, this one, this is when you know somebody, you know, you know, got confidence in themselves and got good self esteem. Wayne Brady came on the show. He called Dave Chappelle. I heard after that, it was like, yo, I want to be on the show. Like, it's nothing else better than being able to laugh at yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like. I, and I, and I, I had a whole different – I didn't really know much about Wayne Brady. I thought what Dave Chappelle was talking about is how I looked at him. But when he came on the show 
and they did the little training day thing. I had a whole different song of respect because there's nothing like a dude that can laugh at himself. And Deontay Wilder will tell you that he, he called, what was he calling Threat of God? Control Chaos? He knows he's wild. Like, yeah, he calls it Control Chaos because I forget who said it during a uh, telecast. They were like, he's, he admits it that he goes wild sometimes in there. And I think Mark Greenland kind of got to let a dog be a dog, if that makes any sense at times. He got let him off the leash. And that's why I was saying, no offense, that's why I was saying, like, with Mike, I'm like, Mike, you know, we love you to death, but you can't get in your feelings because here's a guy that the stuff we're saying, he's saying the same thing about his soul. So why you got to think of yeah, That's why I told Big Mike. I said, he said yeah. the same thing. Just he said the same thing about his soul. Like, you know, so for you to say that we're smug and, uh, excuse me, that we don't like the Hayward Division, we just so biased, I'm saying, like, Mike, the person that you're that you think you're defending is saying this about himself. He doesn't need Madlock. He don't need you. What he needs, he needs like true fans that will be like, yo, you know what? This is what this guy is, and he knows this about himself. So let's just sit back and enjoy it. We're just we're we're analyzing the game. You know, um uh, the realest thing that Roberto ever said was, Yo, I like Triple G, but Triple G can't beat them Charlo that Charlo brother. He said it. Roberto said Triple G is his man. And that's how real, that's how you got to be as an analyst, man. You sit back, you analyze things, you say, you know what, man? This is what it is. And it just goes to show you, man, that Deontay Wilder, great guy. We love him at Garger Grill because he's hilarious. But guess what? He'll tell you everything that he's not himself. We ain't even got to tell it to him. So why is anybody else trying to deny that he's not these things? This, we said that Deontay Wilder Doc said Deontay Wilder threw negative 13 jabs. Big Mike put the face up, the emoji up, where he was just like, oh, boy, like, no, like, this can't be. I'm like, I don't remember him landing the jab. Matter of fact, Paulie said it was hard for him to land the jab in that fight because Luis Ortiz was a southpaw, and he was, he was, he was like, neutralizing it. If Luis Ortiz was a right-handed fighter, that jab would have landed more. Just stuff like that, man. Like, we just got to keep it a bean. He's not, he's not great. You know, Brother Nassim said that he was the the best athlete. The most gifted athlete since Ali. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I so, mean, yeah, I, I don't mean, know. I, I think at the same time, man, like the the thing the thing that um the overall point with this man is that he got in there with a guy like Luis Ortiz, who look, man, like Train just said earlier, he, Joshua didn't want to fight him. Um. None of these guys wanted to fight him. And Wilder just literally stepped up and says, yo, like, I'll fight this guy. And, and this is like back in November, okay? So I think with him, man, uh, and and I think it, sh- it really showed in this fight where it, it, it's like, you know, you, you hit to that point. Or it's like, yeah, he has flaws. He can be outboxed. But look look at what the, at, at the totality of the fight and, and, and the fact that, Case in point, ROD is texting me, right? Yo, man, uh, Wilder, Wilder's getting shut out right now. And I wrote like, wow, yeah, he's not, you know, he, he isn't good. He isn't looking good, but it's early. And it's like right after I sent that, that's when he got dropped, meaning Ortiz. And and I think with the fans and the casual fans, and this is the best, like one of the best case scenarios that could have happened for him. The other being like he would have just wasted Ortiz. Um. He, he, the thing about vulnerable fighters, man, is that they attract fans. And this is just like on, on like on a big scale. 
And for uh, like the American boxing, you know, the the fan or the casual sports fan, I think this fight, man, it like really got like the casual public, which I've been kind of like talking about with Wilder, where it's like he doesn't doesn't have that appeal. From what my man was telling me, that was at that fight this Saturday, man. There was like fourteen thousand people, and he's been to some of the fights. He goes, "Yo, like, I haven't." felt like this type of ovation for any of these fights like since i've been coming to these fights man so it's you know for wilder man like it it, this is really gonna take him up there as far as like now people legitimately saying like yo what's up with joshua because the ball's in his court now and apparently he's going to england for this fight that he's gonna have with parker so the again the best case scenario happened for him and so now it's just really the waiting game as far as if they're going to, you know, do this fight. If you would ask me, I, I wouldn't expect it till this time next year, but they could throw us a curveball. Who knows, man? <laughs> you know, because not the pressure again. It's, I don't I don't like him. I don't like him going over there, though. Just to be yeah, I, I have a feeling no, they might they like might go idea. to New York for this, man. Like, because the thing the thing about having uh, the f- uh, or Vegas or yeah, or Vegas. They, they, that's what they were talking about doing it in Vegas. Well, the only reason why I'm saying that because. It seems like every time now that New York is in play, but it seems like every time there's a big fight with a guy from the UK, you know, it it always somehow ends up in Vegas. You know, I remember Bernard. Remember Bernard was adamant about not going over to Wells to fight Kazaki. That fight ended up being in Vegas somehow. Yeah. See, I was somebody that was thinking that it would go to the UK, but now, like in, in hindsight, no. I think it. I think. Even for them, yeah, I think even for them too, though. Like, I think they understand there's money to be made here too. Like, you know, just thinking about, yeah, yeah, no doubt, they they, they travel well. They'll travel well, right? Their fans, you know, you know, like when Hatton, yo, like my man went to to the Hatton Mayweather fight, the Mayweather Hatton fight, and it's like, I I think he said that fight and another fight, like a little bit after that was like the the rowdiest Vegas ever was like from from his recollection because I mean yo they those Brits come out man like if they're a big fan I mean because look we are, we talked about it Joshua right now man is just when you look at ticket sales and you look at uh I guess the pay per view structure over there man like he's the like he's doing the biggest numbers right now man as far as just overall popularity. And for Wilder, again, it, man, you know, his we, popularity is crazy. It's just yo. nuts, man. But again, it's like yeah. United States and, and the UK are two different countries as far as just right. how we handle sports no and all that. But that being said, this Wilder he he definitely sent a message this weekend, man. And and, and it was the like I said, one out of two best case scenarios happened for him. So. We'll, uh, you know, like I said, we'll we'll have to see uh, this later this month, the the thirty first. Um, Anthony Joshua, Joseph Parker, uh, WBO, WBA, IBF full unification. So by the end of this month, we're gonna have two guys with all the heavyweight championships potentially fighting. <laughs> Craziness, but any case, uh, before we get to the to the main event, man, I just want to touch on this real quick because it's a story that uh, came out today. We knew. Adrian Broner and and Omar Figueroa was canceled. There there was uh, Figueroa apparently had a quote unquote injury. We got word today officially Jesse Vargas will now be fighting Adrian Broner. Assuming, and I'm thinking at 147 pounds. I can't see Vargas going back to 140. 
for Broner. And, that, uh, and the even fight for, is at 100, the, the fight is at 144 pounds. Oh, so it's a catch. Okay. Okay. And and that's where that's where that's where this guy would fight anyway, too. So real quick, man. <laughs> I was I I thought I thought the Figueroa fight was was a bad fight for for Broner. I think this is worse, man. Um ROD, man. Like give me let, let me know what you think. <laughs> Um, you know what, man? It, it, it reminds me, man, of like, um, I'm just trying to think. I know you laughing. It just, this, this reminds me, man, of like, you know, you just going to see a sick relative and you just know that it's just the end for him. <sighs> and, and, you know, I hate to say this, man, but Broner, man, we grew up with Broner, you know, he's our guy, but. but Here's a guy in Vargas, man, that was about to fight Keith Thurman, and he wanted him bad. And yeah. and I don't think Vargas is the guy. From what I saw when I was over Train House last time when he was fighting, he has so many dead periods in that fight where he could have took advantage of Mikey, right. and he didn't. That honestly, I don't know what I'm getting out of Adrian Broner no more. And I and I went and said that he is the Zab Judah of this era. And Roberto corrected me and said, you know what, you know what, Ryder died. Zab actually might be better. And it's just unfortunate, man, when you talk about Darrell, here's somebody else who squandered talent, man, just all that talent. And this is not the guy that you want to fight, man. You don't want to play around with this type of Vargas dude. This is the Vargas man that, like, was losing to Tim Bradley, man, and had this boy out on his feet, man. You don't mess with people like this, man. And already, he don't like to be pressured. He don't like people coming at him too much. This is a bad fight for him, man. I don't care what that what that catch weight is. Man. He fought. Didn't he fight Mikey at a catch weight last? At one forty, he fought him. Man, this this is not good for Broner, man. This 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 train said it. He said this story doesn't end well. Yo, but remember okay. with Jesse Vargas, they normally, man, they normally never do. And I'm shutting up on that note. Remember Jesse Vargas fought Pacquiao, man. He was landing right hands on Pacquiao too. And I don't know, man. This is just I don't know. Train, give me your take on this. I I have no comment. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to Broner, like it, it, this is like an it show. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it, it yeah, show. it's. I mean, it's you know, you, in in cases like this, man, you you want to feel bad for a fight or whatever, but it, it's just at this point, man. What, what, you know what like rod just said like what, what are we gonna get out of him you know uh i made the you know the zab judah comparison is good in the in the sense of just wasted potential but like i broner like even zab had a good outing against Cotto until Cotto just kind of you know you know ball shot him a couple of times and then just beat him up but like broner's not even had that kind of performance where it was like where or i could say this like when was the last time you could say, like, man, Broner's dangerous? Like, he's going to be dangerous in this fight. You know what I'm saying? Where, like, there's guys that have kind of teetered off. But, like, with Zab, like, that's what I was mentioning. Zab is, like, Zab always had that aura of, man, like, he's kind of a dangerous type of fight. I mean, look, man, like, even with the Floyd fight, I mean, he he got, you know, he lost to Baldwin, but he still looked good, like, for the first four rounds. With Cotto, looked good for the first four or five rounds. But but whereas it was like really effective with Broner, man, was the last time we really got that from him, you know? It's everything and I think a lot of it started from when he moved up to one forty seven, from one thirty five to, to, to five mile analogy. I'm like, why are you why are you doing that? You know, but 
hey, you know, <laughs> I, I personally, I think like I, I was, me and, you know, we were talking earlier. I, I just think this is a bad matchup for him, man. And, and for Vargas, especially looking for like a big name win, like he, think about, think about if you're Jesse Vargas right now being given this opportunity, like what, what's your mindset going to be like? You know what I mean? So I don't know. Broner's been training, whatever, but I, I don't know, man. I, I just, this, this is just a bad fight for him. So we'll, uh, we'll see April 21st, Adrian Broner versus Jesse Vargas. I'm assuming on Showtime. So on to the main event, man. Um, and this is breaking news. Obviously this is news that I like we're... how you call this the main event. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, that's funny. Like it's a fight happening tonight. Yeah. <laughs> The, you know, news uh, as we're as we're um, we're making this show right now, uh, news broke that, and, and let me bring up my uh, trusty internet so we can uh, just have everything. We're not mixing up uh, stories or or things as such. But any case, man, um, story broke earlier this afternoon that Canelo Alvarez, who is a uh, right now um in training for his rematch with Gennady Golovkin that's taking place Cinco de Mayo tested positive for a banned substance by the name of clenbuterol and it's obviously sent shockwaves now uh the reports are coming out basically stating that the levels or the the, the trace levels of of um the the clenbuterol that have come out matched that of contaminated meat now there's been a history in the past um a fighter by the name of francisco vargas had a similar issue back in 2016 um and uh, the, the the fight progressed I, I believe it was against orlando salido the fight went on but there was more testing that he had to go through and I believe they had to contact the, the California because this is now this is in California. Um, obviously, this this is Nevada, so there's going to be different commissions. But basically, the commission had to would demanded more stringent tests on Vargas, though the fight did progress or, or it, it did go on. Obviously, this is big news. This is uh, Canelo Alvarez is arguably the most prolific, or not say prolific, but the mo the 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 one of the biggest figures in boxing, if not the, when you think about just ticket sales and pay-per-views with fighters not named Pacquiao and Mayweather. So, um, let, let me, let me, let me start with train. Um, we, you know, we, the story broke, you know, we, we were going on an hour, you know, back and forth about this. Uh, let me just get your take on this um, as far as like the information that you know so far and then just give me your opinion on uh, the whole ordeal. Well, like everybody, you know, it's just the shook up the boxing nation. Like you said, you know, anytime news come down um, about a fighter, I mean, any athlete, but particularly in boxing because there's really no sanctioning body really in place in boxing. There's really no governizing body. It's a, it's, it's a sport that they, the prisoners are kind of running the asylum, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're the fighters, they come up with all these different stipulations. You know, you remember not too long ago, every, everybody remember Floyd, you know, his random Olympic-style testing before Pacquiao. Some people was like, well, what's the big deal? You know, but Floyd, his whole take was, listen, I want to make sure the fight's on the up and up. 
and make sure that all fighters are clean. So I wanted to establish this type of testing. It then became trendy in boxing where people wanted to take, you know, before they fought a particular fighter, they wanted special drug testing because let's face it, the, the current drug testing policy that was in place for boxing had so many, it had more holes than, a, than Augusta's golf course in Atlanta. You know, it's just so many holes in the drug uh, testing policy in boxing. So fighters like a Mayweather, you know, guys like Ward, you know, they wanted to, in, you know, institute a, a, a more strenuous testing so everything is fair on the up and up. <clears throat> that being said, you know, what came out today, you know, with Canelo Alvarez, you know, uh, being tested for something that was inside of meat, you know, um, from, from livestock, so to speak, that, you know, to my understanding and, you know, some of the, some of the uh, uh, effects that this particular uh, banned substance has, you know, they said it can in- enhance. Um, your physical ability, um, some other things, you know, all things that could potentially help a person out. Now it comes to, now it comes the matter of, you know, did he or did he not know, you know, what he was doing? You know, was it something that was mass? And there's been reports that, you know, the soccer team, this has been an issue in Mexico uh, ongoing, you know, with the meat being contaminated with this particular banned substance, substance in this meat, guys like, you know, a fighter like a guy like Eric Morales was tested positive with this same substance. Uh, who was the other guy again? Roberto, the other fighter, uh, Francisco Vargas. Francisco Vargas um, was caught with it. Was caught with this banned substance. Um, some uh, some of the soccer the soccer team over in Mexico. So this has been an ongoing problem, you know, in the, in the country of Mexico, you know, with their livestock. So the question for me comes to mind for this, because when it comes to like professional athletes, you know, their lives are so much more different than, than anybody can imagine, especially like a boxer, because Canalo is at the top of the food chain, pardon the pun. But he's, he's so much different from a Francisco Vargas or any of these other types, even the Aaron Morales. Like none of these guys have reached the level that Canalo Alvarez has uh, uh, met, you know, reached. You know, he's at the pinnacle pretty much of his career. You know, he's the number one he's the number one attraction in box. Right? Oscar De La Hoya, Golden Boy Promotions is his promoter. Golden Boy was once Golden Boy Oscar De La Hoya, that is, was once one of the biggest cash cows in boxing. He's been at, he's been around one of the biggest promotional companies, which is top ranked boxing. So but Oscar De La Hoya knows the boxing game inside out. Oscar De La Hoya been through the same process that Canal Alvarez has been through. All the guys that, even though Oscar De La Hoya is not technically from Mexico, but his heritage and his roots are from Mexico. When fighters train for fights, right, they, 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 they go, you know, some of them are superstitious. They all got different hang-ups. Uh, some of them want to be close to home, and, you know, some, some guys don't like the alt- altitude of certain places. You know, we get all that. But when there's a known problem, this is, this is my question with this whole process, with this thing. When there's a known issue in the country that you're training in, you have the means, again, this is not some low-tier fighter that don't have the means to travel and bring, everybody can get a plane ticket that's involved in Canalo's camp, everybody. So rather if it's De La Hoya, Canalo's camp, whoever, I don't know who to put this bonus on, but Canalo himself as the fighter, as a guy that's, earn some really, really serious paydays 
had some really big people around him in his corner. Somebody had to have the whereabouts to know that, okay, well, this is an issue here. I mean, I read a report earlier that Conor McGregor had his meat flew into his training camps where he was fighting at because wherever he was training at, the meat, they had issues with the meat, and he didn't want nothing coming up in his blood cells. So if this was, even if it's, if you, if, it's two, two different subjects here on, on the table that we got going on. You got one camp of people saying, well, he knew he was, he knew, he knew what he was doing. You know, you got that camp. Then you got the camp say, okay, well, maybe he didn't know what he was doing. That being said, how irresponsible could you be as an organization, as an establishment, as a company to train and eat in a place where you know you got a big fight coming up, millions of dollars is on the line. So much is on the line here. You're going to train and eat in a place where you know there's been a problem at before. Why even take that risk? Now, to prove that point, they're packing their bags up and they're getting the hell out of Mexico. Now they're going to San Diego to train. So now, so no matter what happens, this is the problem with boxing the sport. And I just hope that one day, maybe we're not around to see it, I hope that one day this sport is governed properly. Because if, if it was governed properly, Canelo wouldn't be fighting on May 5th. Because that's the way sports, in other sports, when you get caught doing something wrong, you're immediately suspended. Especially for any, even if it's not your fault, you didn't know. They don't care in other sports. Because there's a morale factor here now. There's a morale, there's damage control. No matter, no matter what side you're on, the damage is done now. So, you as a consumer, you're watching this sport. People, all they see is the word performance enhancement, fan substance. They don't care about how it happened. Nobody cares about if it was injected in you while you were asleep. Fans don't care about that. Because what happens is, if on May 5th, the Canelo Alvarez gets knocked out in the sixth round, you know what the first thing people are going to say? Well, I wonder if he was eating that same meat back last year. And if he wins the fight, counter punches, makes his way through, I don't even think this is a big deal, but still, that being said, boxing still got a lot to do as far as cleaning up their drug, their drug testing policy. And there has to be ramifications for stuff you do. If you run a red light, if you go to 35 and 25, you and I get a parking ticket. Boxing is the one sport where you keep getting opportunities when you do, when something happened that wasn't supposed to happen. That's the main, that's the big problem here is that. This fight, and I'm not saying that the fight should be canceled or whatever, or, or that, or, or that matter. But there need, there should, there needs to be ramifications that happen because guess what? When you punish guys and hit them where it really hurts, make guys smarten up and make guys do their due diligence. That's the key word here: is the due diligence, the due diligence of having your camp do whatever it takes to make sure that this doesn't happen again. Or this has never happened, period, with another fighter under Golden Boy. But the unfortunate part, like I said, about this, it's no longer about Canalo versus Triple G on May 5th. Now it's about what did they know this, what, what, this, this taboo, this whole thing, this whole cloud of this contaminated, contaminated meat, rather if he knew or if he didn't, it was in his system for this fight coming up. And was it in his system before, you know, from the fight, in the fight a year ago? And, and before, that's the problem that you're going to be facing going up. And before I pass it to you, Rod, just to confirm, 
um this fight is going forward like they're not there's no dispute about you know something to be looked over what have you as far as me checking right now this fight is on and popping there is not being canceled so you know for for the fans out there listening i mean like uh you know don't worry this fight is going on how many times but but well, real quick though, how many times has a fight actually got canceled? No, right. I agree. Like yeah, yeah, I mean, a fight yeah. of this magnitude. You know what I'm saying? That, that's my point. I'm just saying, yeah. like boxing as a whole got some some laundry. You know, but but this is something we always complained about though. Like before this situation. Yeah. So so Rod, man, you you had you had a you know you had an opinion about this. So the floor is yours, man. No, I, I I'm gonna go back to what. Train said, and, and you know, I'm a, I'm going to like tastefully disagree in in some issues. Now, I spoke to my wife. My wife is my barometer at times, and she said, "Yeah, the law is the law. Like when you when you you know when you break the law, like wrong is wrong. You go through it, and I get it. And having worked in the medical field, there are so many different what I say things you got to watch out for." Not only being an athlete, but like let's just say the drug test, because that's really all it is. All right, you, you take a drug test. There's so many things you gotta watch out for. Um I'm gonna start off by saying my start off my you know, my rebuttal is this. You know, Train and I, you know, I'll go training a brother, but him and I had had kind of gotten into like a, a, a spirited discussion, you know, about morale. And my problem is this. Everybody knows I don't like, honestly, if it were up to me, man, I hope, I hope Cano gets launched out the ring. Like, I know we're not supposed to put our feelings into this, but I wanted it ha- to happen last fight. Um, with that being said, there are people that get second chances, and there are people that do things that normally do them and have no cool in it. Example, there are times where you get caught in the middle of it being, all right, ready for this dumb red light tickets that were going out. Philly had did this whole thing where people were getting these red light tickets. All right, those camera tickets, I don't know if you have them where you are, Roberto. Yeah, yeah, I, Miami I got one just, out here. Miami right? just okay. canceled them. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And, and the thing about it is, what wound up happening is, for a lot of those people, a vast majority of people that got them, you know, they explained their case, okay, as to what happened, and it led to some of these counties to say, you know what, we're taking this off because this is, you know, this is a case-by-case thing. There's no blanket statement. You know, where it just yeah, ran a yeah. red light. All right. So that's so that red light, you know, is is cool, but everybody, you know, when you get pulled by a cop, at least I know when I have, and you, know, you explain your case sometimes, there are times where you don't get a ticket because you explain your case as to what happened, what your what your thinking was when you were doing this. All right. Now, with that being said, we live in America, man, which is unfortunately white, black, Asian, whatever you are. The problem I have with America, and it's the same system that put away a lot of our friends, is that we have people that play judge and jury, man, without really looking at a lot of the, a lot of the other, you know, nuances of a case. Like, example, like, you know, and I said I was going to say it, and I, and I meant it. Like, Doc's on the other thing, like, you know, on the other thread. You know, he's he's ready to put dude, you know, in, in, in like, Osama bin Laden, like, you know, get the Navy SEALs after dude. You know what I mean? And I'm like, listen, 
you can't get the Navy SEALs after the guy when the first thing, all right, that you that you type and you read about this is contaminated meat. Now, granted, you know when you look up, um, you know WADA and, and the U and, uh, and USDA, you know the anti-doping, they'll tell you, and I said the official site, they'll say, hey. If you guys, if you know, if you're, you know, an elite athlete and you're going out of this, you're going out of the country and you're going to Mexico or China, be careful what you eat, you know, because it, it you know, because over here in the United States is regulated. Like we don't put it in our food, but in other areas you do. And the reason why they said is they didn't say because, you know, you might be knowingly doping they said because the food might be contaminated now when you think of contamination you know don't think of the walking dead okay but think of it something like that think of things that like when i think of contamination i think of we had salmonella and spinach everybody bought spinach trying to be but when they bought it home they didn't know it had salmonella in it if they did they would have never bought it and that's the same thing i'm saying about like with this whole contamination thing. Yeah, it's easy to say, yeah, Canelo tested positive for this. But when you look at, like, James Tony, you look at, like, in the United States, James Tony, um, well, Roy Jones didn't test positive, but Antonio Tarver, um, you know, even Manny Ramirez, a lot of these guys, if you know what happens, Lewis Ortiz, when they try to do steroids, the first thing they do is they mask. They mask, they use masking agents. Masking agents basically dilute the levels that you have of the steroid because no one is going to knowingly, if I got a test coming up for, let's say, for my job as a drug test, I'm not going to hang around my buddies that smoke weed all day. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to do it because for some reason, some false positives come up. Now, granted, what happened? I'll tell you what happened. And you tell me, being judge or jury, should someone get you know lose their job? I had someone that was doing these protein shakes and wound up hitting a protein shake that had hemp powder in it. Okay, if you guys know what that is, it's a fiber, but it can show up as a false positive in marijuana. All right, this guy never didn't smoke marijuana in his life. All right, shows up. Okay. So this guy, so what you guys are saying is that basically everybody should be aware, even if you're if you're a elite athlete, I understand we're supposed to walk around and and basically everybody's supposed to be testing everything. You know, you said Conor McGregor had his meat flowing in. This guy's from Mexico. All right. He's in Mexico. But, 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 but let me just ask you this real quick, Rod, just real quick about that. De La Hoya, Mexico again, these aren't guys from somewhere else. They're from Mexico, right? So basically what they did, in my opinion, is they threw their country indirectly under the bus. Like, it was an easy deferment plan. Like, well, you know, our meat is contaminated here, so we're packing our bags, and we're heading to San Diego tomorrow. So it's like, why, 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 hand, why had the San Diego, why wasn't they in San Diego to begin with? That's my question. If you know this meat, if you know there's an issue with the meat where you're training at, so it was like somebody got thrown under the bus. I don't know who. I don't know where. When you decide that you're moving from Mexico, you know what you're doing at that port. You're admitting you're admitting a mistake was made. You, you understand what I'm saying? If that's that'll be like if you move somewhere, right? 
Oh, listen, let me use a different analogy. Just like, just like in football, the Eagles went out and traded for a giant. They admitted that they made a mistake, that they should have got a running back late in the draft. It was a bunch this year. So somebody upstairs in, 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 in the front office, because that's what front office people do, they write wrong. So somebody, that was a mistake that was admitted, that we're going to get ourselves a running because we need more help at the running back position. Somebody in this chain of command in Golden Boy Promotions, rather than Canalo, whoever, somebody admitted their mistake once they booked the ticket to San Diego and said, we're leaving this country today. We should, to me, what that says is, we should have never been training here from the beginning. So again, even if you wanted to take the indictment off the table, I'm not so, because the indictment is not here now far, as far as he knew what he was doing, he ate this particular meat. Now the discussion is irresponsible. Because again, me and you, I don't have a nutritionist. I don't have a multi-million dollar corporation representing me with 30 nailers around me. Like, we don't have that luxury. Like, Canalo has the luxury of having all these go-to people to help right wrongs. So my question is, again, if they knew this meat was contaminated in this particular country where they're from, why were they there in the beginning? That's my question. That's the part that I, can't, I need an answer to. So let, me, so let me finish saying. Let me finish talking because I'm going to keep talking. No, listen, no one should be dictated as to where they go. Someone says, okay, you went to West Philly and you had a hemp powder shake. Somebody, what's somebody going to say? Why is he in West Philly where we know that they, they sell weed all over the place? Like, I just, for me, man, I don't, I don't subscribe to that. You know what I mean? For me, I'm one of these people, when you say keywords, and I work in the drug industry, when you say contamination, okay, those means, those are things, man, that, you and I cannot control. Contamination means that basically these are things, man, that happen beyond our control that, you know, that basically <clears throat> when you open up, when you open up whatever it is, you go to a room, you sit down, it's stuff that needs to be quarantined and needs to be cleaned. All right. Now, granted, it's sort of like my, my buddy that plays basketball in Mexico. He said, we, you know, we know the water sometimes can be contaminated, but, you know, you get thirsty. And sometimes, you know, you get Montezuma revenge. But it's not like we drink the water saying we're going to get Montezuma revenge, you know. And, my, and I think that what happened is with Triple G, and this is what I was saying before you interrupt me, no one knowingly, okay, no one knowingly, man, would sit here and basically take a, a drug like that, okay, knowing that they had a test and knowing that basically it's going to show up because like, it's like playing it's like playing Russian roulette because you have no chance. When you use Ortiz as an example, when I use Ortiz and you said, well, you try to crucify Ortiz. Yeah, the reason why is because he used a mask. Well, that, that, was, that was me oh, just busting your soul, though. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, but, but he used a masking agent. It was a diuretic. Now, when you use diuretics, Manny Ramirez had a high level of estrogen. Those are like whistleblowers. When you when you when Roberto sent this, and it said, usually comes from contaminated meat. The first thing I said was, all right, in my head. I'm like, well, thank God I'm a vegetarian. You know what I mean? And, th- and maybe, you know, Canelo needs to do what Tim Bradley does. Is that you know the week before the, you know. The, the, while he in training camp, you know, three days before training camp start, he goes vegetarian. You know what well, he did when he was when he was fighting. 
And th- that's a joke. But the point I'm trying to make is, is that we can't play judge and jury, man, for stuff like that. Well, who, uh, you, my mama, you, you, hold on, hold on for a second. I got to stop. I got to stop. Whoa, 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 whoa. You saying we playing judge and jury. You can't just... That, now you now you you slant, you you're slandering us. Nobody's playing judge and jury. We're giving our opinion. We can say that you're playing judge and jury with us. Like and that's not what we're doing. We're giving our opinion the same way that you're giving your opinion. We have our opinion. There's two sides to the to the spectrum here. You can't say judge and jury because we can say the same thing about you. But I wouldn't do that because I respect your opinion. But when you say that no, we're playing no, judge no, and jury, now no, you're playing a morality factor on us. No, no, no. We because it is because it turns down to. It turns down to this train. Did he know? Did he know that he was knowingly doing? And you're saying, oh, he's you. You have yet to answer my question. You have yet to answer my question about the irresponsibility. No, because you're you're mixing apples with oranges. You're talking about meditarian. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking. I'm asking you a simple question. I'm asking you a simple question. Irresponsibly, right? He has a company that represents him. True or false? Is he with Golden Board Promotions? Well, we already know that. Why are you asking me the obvious? no, no, because because it's an obvious question that I'm asking you. you if they knew that, you know, no, but listen, but listen, but listen, if he, if you knew there was a problem in the in your country where you're from, was to meet, why was the training camp held there? It's a simple question. Why was why are they leaving Mexico? Why are they leaving? What they leaving for? If it's the, if it's no if it's no problem, why are they leaving Mexico then? So my point is this: Where are they going to say they go for? So my point is this. If you're in Mexico, see that's the point I'm trying to make. It turns into a morale thing because now you you gotta now you gotta go and say, well, why is this? Why is that? Now you're questioning the things that he does. Uh, right? Listen, just, this ain't my opinion. opinion. This ain't my opinion. It's a fact. They're leaving Mexico. Yes or no? No, because are they leaving Mexico? Yes or no? Are they leaving Mexico? No, yo, hold on for a second, dog. Because the thing about it is, is that for him, he in his home area. He ain't thinking about you. So why are you? Why? Forget train. He's leaving Mexico. You're ignoring the facts here. You're, you're just saying what you want to say. You're leaving okay, Mexico. Why does Manny Pacquiao go to the Philippines and train? So you, 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 you're all over the place. I'm asking you a simple question. Why are they leaving the country of Mexico? What do you mean? Why, why are, are they, they leaving? leaving? What do you mean? I'm asking you. I'm asking you. Why are they leaving Mexico? Why are they leaving Mexico? They're leaving. To, they're going to train in San Diego. They're leaving the country of Mexico to start training in San Diego. They're leaving Mexico. Why are they leaving? You mean, why are they leaving Mexico now, you're saying? Why are they leaving now? Okay, there you go. That makes sense. I don't know why they're leaving now. You tell me. You got to wait. Oh, come on, Don. You know why they're leaving. You know why they're leaving. Why are they leaving Because they're, because, like I said, again, there's a chain of command, right? There's all types of people involved in Canalo's career. So maybe there was a maybe there was a struggle war as far as where he's going to train at. Maybe it was some people saying, you know, maybe we shouldn't train there. I'm just I'm I'm this is just the benefit of the doubt, you know, uh, uh perspective on this thing. I'm giving I'm just going with your your slant on the on the subject. Going with your going with your perspective on this. Why if if they're deci- if they decided that they're going to go to San Diego, somebody's admitting we sh- we made a mistake training in Mexico, so we're leaving to go to San Diego tomorrow. That's all I'm saying. Like somebody, 
Somebody made it. Somebody admitted a mistake with me. That don't make any sense, but that's okay. Okay, so well, why well, did you say so, 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 so here's the point I'm trying to make. Okay, let me let me go and say this, all right? Because you still don't understand. You to think about it. No, is, you no no no. What you trying to do is hold on. What you you can't make me one one thing. You're not going to do it. You notice about me. You're not going to make the same way. I'm not going to make you think. You can state your facts all you want. But you're not gonna make you're not gonna spin my mind to make me think believe what you guess want. What, you know, to go to We all got different opinions. Guess what? And guess what? I'm cool with that. That's why. Yeah, but don't try to don't stop and say you don't understand nah, nah, and try nah, to like nah, nah, like you, you know like you're schooling me on something. Nah, but you trying to school me? Ask me about Mexico. I can I'm not trying to school. I'm just giving you my opinion on it. You said we would. This 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 came about because you said we trying to play judge and juror. Nah, nah. Listen, let me finish telling you why I said that before you interrupt. I'll let you get your floor. Can I get? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, my bad, then. My bad. My apology. Yeah. So my point is, is that the reason why I said we play judge and juror and stuff is because I feel like a lot of the times we'll read an article. Right, and we have half the story about this stuff. All right, and then we don't really peel back the layer of the onions. You hear me use that term a lot. And when you look at whether you really, whether you really like, whether you believe it or not, whether we like Golden Boy or not, we got some slick stuff with them. Let me let me get that very clear with you. All right, they just try. They just they out here trying to sign Deontay Wilder now. So they got some slick stuff with him. But what I'm trying to say is, is the fact that when you go to a country where this is illegal, okay, where this is where this this thing is illegal, but we know, like you said, which I agree with, that there is a problem. There could potentially not everything, but there could potentially be a problem because the government doesn't regulate the meat over there, right? So anything you eat meat related, okay, can have can have this problem. The issue that I have is, is what is just what Roberto said. You would have to eat so much of that meat in order for it to really make a difference, right? That honestly, it would it would have to be so bad in the levels that trained that that train that Roberto talked about said it was the levels of that of contaminated meat. It wasn't the levels of somebody that was doping. It was in his system. It was the levels. It wasn't the levels of somebody doping. It was the levels of somebody that ate contaminated meat. The soccer players that ate that same meat, okay, I don't think went in there and said, you know what, we're going to eat this like this freaking spinach and then Popeye, and the next day they're going to be out balling and, you know, and, and, and rocking out. It don't work that way. And I'm just saying for the people, when we use the different people as example, like the Mary, Manny Ramirez and those guys, when people are really taking steroids, and when you work for that high-caliber company, not work for them, but you're with that high-caliber company, such as a Golden Boy, you, you, get, you, get, stuff, you get stuff like um, like masking agents to take care of. You get stuff like masking agents to take care of you're taking to mask it. I just don't think, in my opinion, you said I can't spin you. I'm not trying to spin you. I just think, in my opinion, because that's what it is, and I'm giving the floor. Yeah, no doubt. And I I'm glad that you got a different opinion than that. I don't think that people knowingly take stuff like this when it says contaminated food 
And when Roberto said it was that the levels were that of contaminated meat, it wasn't the levels of something doping. There are different levels when you have doping levels and you have levels that are just like kind of like harmless, but it's there. I don't think it was a guy that did this so far out to basically say, you know what, man, I'm, I, this is gonna this is gonna propel me and help me for my fight in May. And oh, by the way, I'm trying to really hide this joint. Like, it, I don't think I don't think it went down that way. Now, granted, to your point, what I was saying was that if he's in a situation, and I agree with you, that he and this is where the morale issue comes in. This is where judge and jury comes in. If he's in an issue where he knows that, because I never knew that Mexico had a had a contamination problem up until today. No, no, if I mean it's just all due to everybody. But if he know, but if he knows that Mexico had a problem, which is the morale issue I'm talking about, which is why I'm saying judge and jury, he only he knows that. If he's in a situation where he knows that Mexico has a morale, like have a meat problem, right? Which only they know. All right. My point is, is to your point would be like, all right, you know what, man, you might like to eat your home cooked meat, but you might have to chill out on this, man, because, you know, just like I said before, when I was taking my drug test for my job, don't hang around, you know, don't hang around your friends that, 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 that that's puffing right now because that joint could, could leave a false positive. Or you like, might, you might like poppy seed bagels. You know what? You might have heard a lot of myths can't eat that right now. You know what I mean? You have to go and just chill after your test. And I agree with you on that. And and I agree wholeheartedly with you on that. So that's why I said this is where the judge and jury portion comes in because really what it comes into is did he really know that Mexico had a problem? And if he did, then to be honest, my whole thing would be like, yo, man, we not going to eat the meat while we over here. We just going to just chill out and just wait till we get to America. I don't, but again, those levels that Roberto said are reporting that are those levels, and he said it, and I'll quote, are that of contaminated meat. All right, not a masking agent, that of contaminated meat. And it's so far out. To me, I'm like, all right, man, you know what? It is what it is. Now, on the flip side, let me say this, and I'll shut up. If that was Floyd Mayweather, everybody would be going crazy. But that, 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 that's that's kind of like what I was gonna leave. Yeah. You go ahead, Roberto. My bad. No, no, I forgot about you. And you rather die. That's, and I don't want people to think like that's my brother. We this is how this is how we do it. This is how we get. You know, that. we just ain't on the thread <laughs> doing it. This is. It's, I, I love that dude. Like cook food. You know. He know. You know. What I mean, this is just. We just we're we, passionate, we, man. We, we're very passionate because we we love the sport of boxing. We do. Like you know, rather die. Like out of everybody in the Garja Grill boxing group. His 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 boxing knowledge goes back deep as mine. So we grew up in the sport. We got a lot of similarities outside of the sport. And you know we have passionate people, and we debate, tell them all day on the what's that. This is what we do yeah, yeah, all just, day. <laughs> y'all didn't hear what we do all day during the day. You know what I mean? No, I forgot about Roberto. No, but, but My bad. no, but but you know, um, I th- you know I, I think I think the the situation really boils down to how the general public is going to view this because this is one thing they're right. going to do as well okay for the for the person that doesn't understand well yeah. uh, let's well, just yeah, let, let, point, yeah, that's what it is. right yeah. so this is this is what's going to happen right people are going to go online and they're going to look up clenbuterol and they're going to read things like you know um it's a potent fat loss and muscle preservation agent 
with side effects, you know? And when people read that, because think, think about this story hitting and what everybody did. Because I can guarantee you 99.9% .9 of people had no clue what clenbuterol was. But this is the, but the, thing, the thing with Canelo, um, I think what we have to remember with him is he's, he, I mean, he's, a, he's literally a walking business. And, 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 and what we got also remember too, this, this was not like, this isn't the first occurrence of, of, you know, somebody testing positive because of, you know, quote unquote contaminated meat. I mean, again, we bring up Vargas, but the reason we bring up Vargas is because this was a known issue. And even reading, doing research before I got, you know, we started the show, this is apparently like a known issue in Mexico, like that. The ranchers or the, the the people that run the ranches, they're basically it, it's like a widely known thing, you know. So this is my issue. Um, and again, and, and, and this is why I'm 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 calling Canelo Alvarez a, a walking business. Is that if if this was already a known issue through Golden Boy and and Oscar knew this, and this is your biggest star, and granted, he can't tell him what to do. But at the same time, man, like, I think we can all admit at the very least this there's some major negligence here. Because, again, if this was any other fighter, man, like, we'd be like, yo, like, whether the, the, the traces are high or low, because, look, somebody else can make an argument to say, hey, well, who's to say everybody won't come up here and there and say, oh, well, you know, I had low traces, but who's to say they don't have a masking agent to hide that? I mean, we don't know. That's the that's and that's the part that's kind of the problem we're dealing with with boxing is that we're still like we have drug testing, but it's almost as if like we're still having to catch up. Like, you know, guys are getting caught, but like between all the guys are getting caught, like how many others you think are not getting caught because of such? And and again, me right. saying that, I'm not I'm not I'm not uh, uh accusing Canelo. We none of us know, you know, and, and even before we got on the line, man, like I was even saying like, I want to give Canelo the benefit of the doubt, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, I have nothing against the guy, but it's just kind of, when you're in this position, um, case in point, look at the news headlines. You know, this isn't like, ah, uh, you know, no, no, nothing to see here. This is like major headlines on all the boxing forums, on, on ESPN, on Fox Sports, and and look, for them... <laughs> in a positive manner for them with the way they're going to be looking at it is a it's another storyline to sell the fight you know what i'm saying so hey, hey roberto i'm sorry to your point ready here you go can you hear me yeah go ahead it says to your point it says clenbuterol has shown up in drug tests for many mexican athletes in recent years of meat contamination in the country all right it says here it says one of the results came back for Alvarez May 5th fight, positive traces of level of clenbuterol consistent with meat contamination that has impacted dozens of Mexican athletes over the years. Consistent, the levels are consistent, not doping, of meat contamination. So everybody understand, when you take a blood test, all right, they have things that are considered you know, we, 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 we look at it and the doctor tell you things are within normal range when you're trying to test for something. And then there are things that are like, you know, in a lower limit and your upper limit. When things are within a lower, like a upper limit per se, like, you know, 
when we talk about like hundreds or thousands, like, you know, when, when we're testing, when we're testing for stuff. And from this article, I don't get that. He had a trace of it. A trace isn't enough of somebody that's doping. It's an illegal substance. So like, yeah, it's almost like, let's just say like, you know, we all have friends, but like, if you have, um, um, let's just say, um, uh, train, what was that thing that they used to do back in the day with, with bullets? How many years are you getting for each bullet? Um, I, I, I forget, but I know what you're talking about. There's a law. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was like something like you was getting for each bullet. It was, I don't know if that still exists yeah. today, but like, you know, this guy had a trace. So it wasn't like he was trying to shoot up a school. He probably had like one bullet, but nevertheless, the bullet is illegal, if that makes yeah. any sense. So that's really the issue. Like this guy, you know, has something in his system. He shouldn't eat it. And I agree with you, Trang, because my wife said the same thing. That if you know there's a problem, then you just don't eat the meat. Now that becomes a right. morale issue then. Right, like, right, right. Does right. he I know mean, yeah. does he know does he really know did he really know that they had problem with, with meat? Because to be honest, yeah. I didn't know that. Like if you told me that Mexico had problem with their meat, no, we I think that's that. right. That's yeah. I think that's that's the I biggest know about issue. The water. I just know about the water. Yeah, I right. think I know about the yeah. water. And that's the thing about it. And that's why I was saying when you read that, that that trace that he has that trace that he had, they said it was just, it was that of contaminated meat. Now, see, if you were saying to me that it was like he had a masking agent or basically his levels were like two times the upper limit and he and it was that in that doping range, I'm like, yo, man, this cat would be trying to do something right. crazy. But, now, granted, ahead, let, me, let, let, me, let, me, let me let me finish with, with this real fast. Now, granted, it brings me back to what Trey was saying. You know, does that mean that he wasn't doing it in the past? Listen, man, I look at Canelo. I mean, I it sounds so bad, man. It's a shame, man, that, like, I look at boxing now, and I'm looking at these boxers as bodybuilders now. And I'm looking at these guys. Everybody bodies. looks shady. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at these guys' bodies, man. I'm remembering what one of our friends said. I'm not going to say his name, but one of our friends told us when he's over Doc's house, he said everybody's doing it. And yeah, right. I know you yeah, yo, I mean, and it's so crazy. It's so crazy because when I, when I look at him, body changed from the last couple fights, man, and he looked kind of ripped, man. I ain't going to hold you. So anyway, go ahead. No, man, I mean, like... Well, I was going to say real quick. Go ahead. Go, go ahead, ahead, Roberto, and I'll say it. Well. No, no, no. I mean, I just think, like, I, I mean, at this point, it, it, this this is the thing. Like, I, I'm... I'm I'm almost positive Canelo had to know there was an issue because, again, if that happened, a soccer team, uh, Vargas is obviously a no Mexican fighter. Canelo's a huge no Mexican fighter. And from the stories I'm reading, it seems as if it was a widely known issue. Like, it wasn't like, ah, you know, this doesn't really, you know. Because, I mean, we're just talking about athletes we know. You know what I'm saying? Like, but right. for for Canelo Alvarez, um, I I just think I, whether it's finding small traces or not, I mean, again, in layman's terms, and this is how most people are gonna look at it, especially now when they see like if somebody looks up like you said, Rod, they see you know the, the, this team you know got um you know they got contaminated meat. Francisco Vargas got can you know contaminated meat. Now Canelo, like naturally people. I mean, I guess, you know, you could say it's judging or what have you, but it, it, you you can't help but think, but people are going to have that in the back of their heads. Like, okay, well, what's the deal? Even though we may think like, you know, 
he, you know, I, I don't think Canelo did anything, you know. It, but but again, man, we knew it's an illegal substance, and I think at the end of the day, what I, I, I to, to me, if you ask me what's gonna happen, I think the Nevada Commission, they're, they're obviously letting the fight go. They're very well, likely. Well, real quick, breaking news, breaking breaking news just came across ESPN as you guys were talking, and again, this could mean nothing when it comes to boxing. Remember, this is ESPN, and he just said the status of the fight is unclear. Oh, you're kidding me. Yeah, it just came across this while you guys were talking. <sighs> just came across the ticker on ESPN. I mean, I, I mean look, man. Uh, it's just, again. I, but I still think the fight goes I, on. I, I think so, too. Reason all. being, because there's a lot of money to be I think they got to say that from a PR from a, from a, yeah, yeah. From a morale perspective. They have to say, they can't just be like, oh, it's no big deal. Like, he was, you know, because, again, like, when you get into, like, the semantics of how much was here and here, yeah. like you guys said, one of you said, when fans and, 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 and sponsors and everybody else that's involved with this fight, all they see is being substance. That's, that's, the first that's thing what I was saying. Or right, being whatever. Right. And they don't, they can't, like, you know, and, you know, Rada Da is our, 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 our resident when it comes to pharmaceutical stuff and, and stuff like that, you know, but the average Joe guy sees the word banned and they're like, my issue with it was more so from, I, and, I, and I'm sticking to my guns with this. Was was as every all part like you said negligence, which is a good word because we're all a group. Guard your grow boxing, right? If somebody do something in our camp, the first thing Robert Dog will be like, "Yo, what what yeah, happened with yep, such and such?" Yep. Because that's what group and companies do. You know, you be like, "What happened with this?" Or do this or do that, and it's like the part the negligence part is concerned. Who gets to, who is neg- negligent for this situation? You know what I mean? Because like you said, Canalo has his own group. He has his own camp. Golden Boy is his boss, is the promotion team. So all these different people are involved, and I'm sure somebody had to say, well, I don't think it's a good idea. We're just going with along the lines that, you know, he just ate some bad meat and he didn't know what he was eating. Just going with that storyline. Somebody had to say, like, listen, you know you know what – these guys are from Mexico. It's one thing if they went there from another city or another you country. You didn't know, yeah. Like somebody had to be like had to know or worry about the response the responsibility factor. Like where was the responsibility? Told, Go ahead, Roderick. Remember, remember you told me train and it was the realest thing you said because I felt it because it you know it, it happens a lot in everything you do. You said in my and I'm not putting it out there, but you said you know in my line of business, it's good to know a lawyer and people that you know my old head school me because there's some things that honestly I do. That may be like that may look crazy, but that's not my intention. I just don't know the law about it. And I may be paraphrasing right. what you said. No, 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 I, no. You no. I, 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 I did tell you that somebody said yeah. that they keep an attorney on file because of you know you just don't know. Right, and you, because you and I think that the reason why I'm saying is because I think the deer it, it, it goes back to like the the, the times where like you know. You know when when you when when you have a when you have friends and this is the morale issue. You have friends that you know they 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 sit here and and um and basically let's let me try to give a good example. Like basically they say pick you up, pick me up at pick me up at Eighth and Reed, all right? And you like all right, cool, Ninth and Reed, and they just hop in your car. But you, you know you think you're just taking them home, but you didn't realize that this cat them basically stuck up the corner store. You know what I'm saying? Like you just taking them home. I'm not saying that Canelo, no one can really tell, like, I hear what you're saying, like, Golden Boy, 
if you know you got pr- problems over there with, like, you don't go places where you know the cartel is. Like, because you don't right. want to get kidnapped. Yeah. Right? Especially so, when you got an investment. They're investing that's, in that's, know, that's, that's the thing. Like, that's right. the thing. Right. And, and, that same, yeah. and that same investment that I'm saying is that I don't think that they would do anything crazy like that if they, if they, if they knew. Now, if they knew and, and it was out there, my question is, then, like, honestly, man, and this would the morale come in. They knew what they were doing. They knew they knew they knew everything was on and up and up, and they was trying to get over. Then honestly, they need to be held responsible for it. But if they don't, man, and it was one of those things because it, the levels are within the normal, within like contamination range. Then my whole thing is like, yo, man, like, you know, I think you take it as, as such, man. But it goes to show you, man. Unfortunately. And, and like you said, and it's going, and this is, and you put up a good point that honestly, when we start training and you fighting in the United States, I think that, and I know this is going to sound bad. I'm not trying to build a wall for all our fans. I'm not trying to build that proverbial wall. Like, you know, there's some people that, you know, we talked about today that are inside the wall that we need to put them on the outside. But what I'm trying to say is, is that if you train for fighting in the United States, I think you need, if you fight for a fight and your fight's going to be in the United States, I think you need to train for it in the United States. And the reason why is because it eliminates a lot of the stuff that you and I are talking about now. Because again, if he would have ate meat in the United States, he would have never had this problem. If well, that makes well, sense. I and, that, think, and that's what Roberto was saying well, about the negligence part. Yeah, I th- know, but I think you know. Canelo trains yeah. part of the time in the United States, though. Like, I think he trains. Well, he normally do. Yeah, he trains in the United States. Like, I, whether it's like I was hearing he was going to train in Colorado. I don't know if that was like a false story or, or whatever, but normally he does train at a point. I don't know at what point of the training, but he does move to the United States. I, I don't know to get acclimated to whatever, but. He does, but I think I think I really the moral of this man. Uh, I mean, well, here's well here's the unfortunate side for Canelo for the immediate man. W- any way you look at it, whether you, you whether you think he did anything or not, and look to be fair, we don't have every single detail, so we're not going to sit here and accuse the guy at all. Like you know, we keep it on the up and up, but we can't. We, we we can't act as if there's not going to be a black cloud over him, at least for right now, until everything gets situated. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. And that's what Floyd that's, went yeah. in, into Valadol's point about Pacquiao. Why do you think Freddie Roach was so adamant about him training in the United States? Because of mm-hmm. stuff like this. This is a, and this, These mm-hmm. are the problems that, remember, they would go get him, and he would be down there mm-hmm. playing around, and they were mm-hmm. flying back. They would go mm-hmm. get him. Like, they would go get him. Because Freddie Roach, he knew, like, he's been around boxing. He's like, you know, and then again, like, 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 I said, we're not, don't come on off as, like, you know, like, this isn't, like, a bigotry statement or prejudice. Like, we're pro-United States, you know. We're just saying that where we know was, like, we know how our meat is regulated, but we know all our products, so on and so forth. We got a better pulse on the situation that's going on. So Freddie's like, come here. I can put my dietary guy with, you know, this way we know everything that's going on. There's no surprises, so to speak. And that's mm-hmm. why I like to Roberto's point. It was just like, 
come on, like, they like, and it's not accusing. We're going along the lines as if they didn't know. Like, they was eating some meat. Hey, he went out to have steak and lobster one night, and he happened to eat some bad meat with, with that, you know, had the substance in it. So that's like Roberto was saying, like, De La Hoya, like, he knows, like, what's going on over there. Like, because so maybe yeah, yeah. we don't know, though. It could, yeah. See, sometimes there's power struggles in these groups, too. Like, Kanawa could have been like, no, I want to be here. This is what I want to train at. Well, right. That, and that's the thing. It's isn't like his we. Family, isn't, isn't his family like his daughter? His mom? I don't know his all that. Yeah. Roberto might know. They, they, I don't know. They're in Mexico, yeah. man. I think they're in Mexico. But, I'm, but I hate to say this, man. Like, and let's take the flip side. If I'm fighting in Mexico, guess what I'm doing? I'm training in Mexico. Like, I, it's, no, it's no. Well, way, yeah, I mean, man, because. Like, it, well, that's the thing. It's It's just the fact that whatever <laughs> their their situation is as far as a commission or whatever like i guess whatever that substance is isn't an issue because nobody's right. nobody's yeah. getting busted <laughs> in mexico for a mexican sanctioned fight it's just it's here you know so that that's like and that's really the big issue it's just the fact that um would again it comes down to the fact that canelo is a high profile figure and and yeah, look, to, and, and look to his, boxing. He is. and look name. and look to his credit, man. And the reason we were trying to give him the benefit of the doubt is because he's had no history of this. It's not like, it's not as if right. like we we right. like like let's Good like point. like let's say like Pacquiao like this this came out like uh, I don't know like two years <laughs> ago, right? Look to to right, to be right. devil's advocate, man. Like a lot of us might have been like, ha ha. See, we knew it because there there yeah, was right, people yeah, accusing right. him back then of pe- like whether it was when Floyd. No, death- he was, people thought he was high and stuff because he remembered the excuse that he gave for not wanting to take more Floyd. The, the two weeks, right? Right. The two weeks and Floyd, and he was like, "Yo, I'm afraid of needles." And yeah, we looking yeah, at all yeah. these tattoos. He got and tats like, and everything. That was yeah, the problem. Yeah. Well, that right, was the right. problem. He thought that it was going to drain him, and well, and. Anyway, but well, it's no, not but like that, that's, was but just that's, knocking people out because one of the knocks is he don't knock people out. Dude, right, you know? right. So yeah, now right. other thing, you know, the thing is people naturally are posting up pictures of like how he looked at 154 to 160, but it's just yeah, like, come on, man, like that's, that's going to happen. Yeah, we turn, we turn into bodybuilders, we turn into bodybuilders, but see, my, my, again, my, as I'm sitting here, you know, you know, you stay at this line, man, like you don't want beef, you want, you, you should be a vegetarian. And, and the thing about yeah, it that's is, what I was gonna say. Listen, when I heard about it, I said this. Now, all jokes aside, like it do really make you. you I told you about my wife. She when she saw the, the dead chickens on the road, she was good. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, that was what we put in our body. Oh, I'm done. Like, and she never went back after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you know what I mean. But right. you're absolutely right. No, but, seriously, know. I do make you wonder though. Like, all you know, what I mean, it, 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 it is an eye opener for like what we put in our body. Like it's yeah. crazy when you think about it, it though. It, it it is because it shows you that like honestly, like what our food is injected with. But it's also crazy because on the flip side, what what I don't like about this whole thing, unfortunately, man, is that it becomes, you know, now like I said, you're gonna have everybody. Everybody's gonna be a lawyer now, but. It also turns into a situation, man, where like it takes away like some of this stuff is obvious. It takes away. It takes away from the yeah. fight. And and it's obvious. Yeah. And and here's and here's the obvious stuff. You just sit a train. All right. So we want to go by the laws and go by the facts and all that stuff. Yes. Is what my wife and you said. If they knew that Mexico had a meat problem, don't go over there. That's just the bottom line. Like if they didn't know, then that's one thing. Only they know. But the second thing is is that Here's the issue that I that I have with, with this whole entire thing. 
Number one, you just said it. It ain't like Canelo is knocking jokers out. Matter of fact, man, like he he can he can box, but like it ain't like he knocking people out. Number two, Roberto said it himself. Last fight, he was so freaking tired, man, and dead, which is why I was so mad at Triple G that he really should have just taken over those twelve rounds. He probably would have won. Well, not on Adelaide Bird card because she had him. Yeah, oh, and not to cut you well, off, but saying, she not to know, cut you off, but she scored. Had, she scored an MMA fight this week, a UFC fight that was like way I off. Heard. <laughs> so I heard about not, that. Not to cut you off, Are you serious? But Rada let me let me ask you, you and Roberto, this right? All right, so Canalo. Now this is just looking at his career in a vacuum to date. His biggest fight prior to this, right, we'll agree, was Floyd aside. It was Eric and Landy Lar, right? That was, like, one of his biggest fights. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which most people felt he, what? He, he lost. lost the fight. He, yeah, most people felt he lost, right? So then we get into this time, Chavez Jr., we get into this whole phase of him fighting guys that just were either blown up middleweights or guys that was three weight classes moving down. Then he fights Triple G, every, who the guy who everybody wanted him to fight, right? They finally fight him. A fight that we all agreed that even though Triple G didn't do enough to knock him out, we thought Triple G won the fight. And we even gave Canelo his, his pop. And me and you was on record saying that we're picking, just to be clear so people know, that I was, say, I was on record saying I'm picking Canelo in his rematch coming up. I am too. Just because I thought, yeah, cause just because I thought Triple G didn't seize the opportunity and that he's going to be a year older. This is before all this nonsense came down today. You know what I mean? My point being is that this guy, as far as a superstar go, he's, he's had so many things, like, just around him, outside of, like, boxing, like, as far as judging and scoring. That's a part of boxing, but you know what I'm saying. Not in the actual ring as far as him concisely and decisively beating somebody of, wor- of noteworthy. You know what I'm saying? Like, for him to be the... Like, can you guys remember a star that became this big that didn't have a decisive, yeah. defiant moment? Well, here's here's the interesting part about this With fight. With all this nonsense. This fight no, now no, for... I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't remember Joe Messi. But <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I remember. Yeah, but they Yo, tried. But, they tried. But, they but tried. I think... They tried, they tried to do yeah. that one. He had 40 fights anyway. Yeah. No, but I think with Canelo, man, what we really got to look at, man, I think the reality right now is... You know, I, I, you know, the people debate on who had more pressure going into this fight. I mean, some would argue Triple G does because, you know, people say he needs a knockout to win. And now when Uh you look at it, man, Canelo, I mean, he had his own pressure, too, as far as like getting that decisive win. But now you have add this and we're just starting training camp right now. So, you know, what are we going to what's the media going to be doing for media day? What do you think they're going to be asking? Boom, 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 boom. Every question is going to be boom, 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 boom. Roberto, I think the pressure was always on Triple G before this because, remember, he was scared to fight. I mean, he was always on Canelo because he was scared to fight Triple G. At least we all thought he was. I don't remember. I'm from Mexico. I don't F around, you know, and it's like. Well, yeah, that didn't work out for him. Yeah, it did work out for him, but I'm saying the pressure is always been on his top, man, If whether we believe it or not, that. The, the the problem though is the fact that everything that Canelo is is not related to steroids. Like when you look at him, man, I, it's like well, right. like Train well, said, he 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 does he tired. Listen, 
he tires out, okay? He he tires out. He he is he's he is not he's not knocking anybody out. And on top of that, you know, I, I just I just really felt like you know, and I hate to say this, in that fight it wasn't you know people were trying because people were trying to link it back. Oh, he had steroids when he fought Kirtland. Oh, he had steroids when he fought Triple G the first time. And I'm like, let me tell you something. For what he was doing in that first fight, it steroids had nothing to do with it, man. Like he was moving, but no, he was know. out boxing in some portions. Triple G. Now, granted, I'll go back and I'll say this: when you look at Juan Manuel Marquez, and I remember all the Pacquiao fans saying he was on steroids, and in my mind, God forgive me, I was looking at his back and his face. And look at how he was clipping Pacquiao. I'm like, crap. Yeah. So for yeah. me, if he tested positive, he had any that stuff in the system, I'd be like, yo, man. Like, yeah, this is the real deal, man. And he almost killed Pacquiao. So, man, we need, we need to really question him. But it ain't like Triple G doing anything, man. And somebody brought up Kirkland. I'm like, man, train door can knock out Kirkland right now. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> like, it's crazy. That's like, like. Laugh. I'm just laughing at some of these opponents that Canalo for it. <laughs> I mean, it's just—it's like—it's like, it's like, I mean, like damn man. Yeah. Like, listen, he yeah. fought triple. He fought Chavez Junior. Man, this Chavez Junior yeah. been dead. He couldn't do nothing with him. He just looked at him. <laughs> he looked at him. It wasn't like he was knocking him out, man. I'm just saying. All, that's why I said a lot of this stuff is like the only problem I have with it is I will never forget when Floyd. Two things. When Floyd was like, "Yo, man." When Michael Moore was sitting there and he kind of blew the whistle on Pacquiao doing his stuff, Floyd was like, yeah. yo, I got somebody in this camp that saying he's doing this stuff. And he was on that ASAP map and nobody wanted to bring it up. And then Pacquiao, everybody was a little Floyd scared. And, and the fight was five years in the cut. And De La Hoya, listen, Golden Boy was one, Oscar was one of the main ones coming. That's why I said earlier, I said, it's funny how chick, even whatever the situation may be, just from a morale standpoint. What was Oscar doing? What was Oscar saying? He was coming on Floyd. Remember, they was, he was one of the main ones acting like he was scared of Pacquiao. I'm talking about De La Hoya was saying this about Floyd when he was saying right. the drug test and all that. That's why I find all this ironic and hilarious because, and for my own personal amusement because Floyd got so much blame and so much scrutiny for a lot of things. And you know that. Like, he, this was him? Oh, man, this would be on CNN. Like, like, this would be like, nah, he probably would be banned from boxing. <laughs> it would be so much scrutiny under him. Yeah, yeah it, no, it, 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 it is. Now, check this out. Now, it makes you go back. It makes you go back when, when you look at it and you say, now, see, there was rumors, I hate to say this, of Shane doping. Yeah, no. He, that was he known got now. caught, That though. one of them was known. Yep. I think he got and, caught. Yeah. yeah. That's right. He did get caught. And... And it was, uh, you know, we know Vargas got caught, but um, it was also, oh, man, yeah, he got shirt. And it was also, man, to yeah. be honest, uh, I remember Roy, Roy, and I believe the Roy story. No, no, um, yeah, that wasn't that hard to believe, actually. Yeah, I believe the Roy story, because Roy had cuts in places where you shouldn't have, uh, anyway, that's the right. Movie, but and he was just, like, naturally, the way you mean, not, not naturally, yeah, it was. Whatever he added with that skill set, whatever he added right, on, was crazy. <laughs> like you just don't. That's just you. All right. So you had him. I believe the same thing. I believe the same thing about Pacquiao. But the thing is, what I'm saying is to keep it a beam. Is that 
when Floyd was doing this stuff, man, remember he the hair wrap thing. That's what Big Mike whole thing was, where he was like, what what oh, hair man. wrap thing? Not hair wrap the um the Novocaine. Remember what's that? No, the, Novocaine. What's that? Xylocaine. Novocaine. Xylocaine. Putting his hands, okay. his brittle hands, and that was a weed. You talking about Floyd? Floyd. Yeah, that well, Big Mike brings that up because that's like Break a counter. But that's not that. a that's not a PED because I mean that that's right, not right. That's why I, like when he brings that up, that's not that's thing. not a, yeah, that's not helping. My point is, it's illegal. It's it's illegal no, yeah, okay. though because it's illegal. Like we go like honestly, that's what I'm saying. We gonna keep it a bean. We gotta keep it a bean. Like if it's illegal, yeah. it's illegal then. Oh yeah, I so, mean yeah, no doubt. If something's illegal, yeah. it's illegal. Like it's, right, it's, no it's around. Like we go, right, and that's why I said, and that's why I said that we gotta be careful because. You know, maybe there's some things that we can, ex- you know, that, that can be explained uh, about it. Because, like, each situation is different. I don't think it's just, is, is. No, like, yeah, like, it's not just open like, and right, shut. Right, it's right. like that. It's like you, as okay. Like, you know, some people may speed and may go through a red light. Yeah, they went through a red light. But, all right, officer, you know what? My mom is having a heart attack right now. Okay, you know what? Right. You ain't going to get on ticket. Let me just help you. Let me just put these lights on. Let me just get you to where you got to go. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I think I think that everything's on a case by case basis. Yeah, he tested it. If he know he went over to Mexico to go try to like beef up and then go to America and before they you know and try to like get the stuff out of system before they tested him, then he need to be responsible for that. But if it's one of those things, man, where like dude went to some restaurant and we don't know he took his family out and he didn't eat some bad meat, then you know honestly, man, like you know we need we need to just. We, you know, we he needs to just be careful, man. But I'm going to say this. I don't feel... I just question, man, because I know that boxing has their darlings. And the problem I have is, is that the same people that we, like, crucify, we can have people that do the same thing. And we'll say, oh, we're giving excuse. You know, we're giving excuse. Like, for instance... If Marvin tested positive for steroids, but Sugar Leonard tested positive for that same steroid, who do you think they would give an excuse for? Sugar Ray Leonard. He was a darling. You know, he was a darling. You know what I'm saying? And and that's the and that's the issue I had. And and Train put it said it best. Now if Triple G Oh, would have tested positive. <laughs> Forget it, dude. It'd be over, man. Everybody would have been crying. over. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, everybody would scrutinize his record. The fight would have been off. The fight would have been called off. Yeah, his whole career would have been in a vacuum. But you know, oh, he knocked out everybody. But, but you know, the one thing yeah. we're we're kind of we're kind of, not not ignoring, but the one thing that it's like right in front of our faces that we're like not even mentioning, man, is the fact that like more so in this time than any other era, man, social media keeps things right oh, in your face right. all the time. That's man. A, you know? But that's a. Dr- Right, that's a juror and judge that you're talking about, right? Dyer. And that the social and that, media, who yeah, they brutal on there. Like, soon as it came about, they had pictures of Canalo punching beer, big college, and meat. Yep, <laughs> like Rocky. Like, Ooh, they always knew that, that's the messed up part because yeah, now yeah, we yeah. up to the fight. You know what I mean? That's, it's a, it's an added storyline. Yeah, that's so the thing. Let me ask you this now. So. So in you guys' opinion, and I know Trent, you coming over here to watch the fight, but you guys, yeah, I'll be there. We'll all be there. It, but my question is: <laughs> so now, Robert, so now we we saying that Canelo, so Canelo, let's just say it is not going to happen. But let's just say for some strange reason, 
God has it, and Cano knocks Triple G. See, but then at so that point, man, gonna, oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he almost has oh, to go boy, to a decision man. at this point because it's. Like... <laughs> so say it goes, say he knocks him out. Is everybody going to question right. and say crap, of man? Like, of course, dude. Like, yeah. we need to test it. You know like, what Fleet's going to say. I mean, but see, but again, <laughs> it, it goes, it goes. Oh, it, you know, Fleet's Fleet whole take on boxing that the bar is always open. And as long as it ain't a, a, a strenuous test. <laughs> he but, trusts no one. But I think, yeah, that, yeah but that's that's kind of the thing, man. It, it, it's just the fact that it's open and out there, and now it it, it kind of pre- and, and look and even even though they talked about Canelo was like oh, I'm gonna knock him out in the first fight, like they're making it very, right, 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 right. Uh, they're making that. it very no, we're gonna, we're 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 not leaving any you know any doubt. We're knocking him out, and now coming off of this first fight. I think even the fact that Canelo held his own, if you ask us right now, like I still, if you had, like who had the the bigger probability of knocking out the other, I think, I, I, I'll speak yeah, for myself, I still think it's Triple G. But that's the thing now. It's almost like like what I spoke about before, added pressure. Um, you know, with Canelo, like now it's like, he, not only does he got to get a solidified win, now the 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 hump is on his back as far as this whole you know testing positive but now in the case where he hurts and and, and stops triple g after triple g took his best shot that's the thing it's like added pressure that last week he didn't have that now for these next two months he right. naturally yeah, has over point. his head so it's how he deals with that is gonna be one of the storylines of this fight now so so let's 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 end you know let's end the year, but I'm gonna tell you this right now. I'm I'm gonna read two things. I'm gonna read two things for you. Number one, I'm gonna say two things. Number nah, one, bar, get on get on the board after this. That's why that's why I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read it because this stuff. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, let Roberto But first of all, let me say to Roberto, I don't think yeah. I don't think that that uh, I think Train had it wrong. I don't think that uh, Canelo is blaming his nation. Unfortunately, he's blaming them cows over there. That's really number one, right? He blamed, That's what I said. We're me. He's blaming the cows. He's blaming the cows. But the secondly, I want to read y'all something because this, Roberto, I can't make yeah, this up in training season. Yeah, All right, Roberto. Go ahead, go ahead. All right. All right. So get to this, Roberto. You ready? All right. So I said, so I said, so unfortunately, Mike, Big Mike, he got mad because Trey said you know, this was, you know, anti that anti science fest, right? Big Mike hates that, by the way. Just clear that up. Yeah, he hates that. He hates that term. So I, so I, so you know, I chimed in and said, Mike, it's an opinion. Like, you know, Mike in his opinion it doesn't mean that we don't like the guy. You don't like Floyd. We think he is a blank. This is your opinion. Um, and it says, and I said, you think you think Thurman is the best? He said. I don't think Thurman is the best. Where'd you get that? I just don't understand the, the vitriol bias that comes out on this chain, especially being undefeated and, and, and mostly beat incredible people in the 147 division. Okay, we'll, we'll go. We'll get back to that. I don't just like, ready? Here we go. Here go to Thurman Lawyer. Here go to Thurman Lawyer. I don't dislike Spence. I like him. I like to see him at 154. Why do you want to see him at 154? <laughs> he, he, moving him out of <laughs> <laughs> he, he wants to move him out of the division. He wants to be third, and that's why he was at 154. He said, as far as Crawford again, there's no dislike uh-huh. here, too. 
I just think people are crying him king of 147. He doesn't have a single fight at 147. It seems premature. I think I am a um, Tyrion of the group. Never have I represented anything other in boxing but KOs. So y'all laugh at the likes of Wilder. Y'all laugh at the likes of Wilder and Thurman of their anti-science skills. I prefer to stick with the KOs. That is ultimately the trump card of the sport. This is why I love the sport. Most people on here have a a mobic view of the sport, which leaves bias, especially when someone doesn't when someone doesn't fight into your science standards. My point is the record of Wilder and Thurman speak for themselves and maybe draws a frustration on people who hold the science aspect of the sport so dear. These dudes are getting it done without the science. That's the sport. Roberto. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, sir, what do you say about that, Roberto? I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say, man. I mean, <laughs> you know, like. What can you say about that? I, I don't I know. I like, call for getting bored up back into this again. His body's just, getting dug up. And, uh, I, I just think that, see, the, that's what we do, Roberto. And that's, and that's what I was saying, man. Like, I think that, see, the sport was founded on science. And it, he, right. he, he takes it wrong when we say that we don't like a way a fighter fight, but we'll pick them anyway. And Trey and I usually seven out of ten times will pick the same fighter. Now, granted, well, I think he got upset because I said because I said it was it was a lot of anti science on Saturday. Yeah, but it's like why are you getting offended by that? Like, but I picked I picked Wilder, and he knew that. Remember, Corey said, "Who are y'all picking?" And I was like, "Y'all picked oh, him. Yeah, we all picked yeah. him. I just I don't understand. I don't understand. So it's like. He gets he gets mad, but like it goes back to the point of what we saying. The reason why he don't like Thurman uh, Spence, he's trying to run Spence out the division. You you read that you read that you, you heard that right? I want him. No, I was one fifty four. I was right there. Why you want to fight one fifty four? He's good at one forty seven. Why you want to fight one fifty four? That's funny, so, yo. So your boy, so your boy, so your boy Thurman. <laughs> so your boy Thurman can go and have a, have a good old time there. <laughs> That's what you want. I mean, look, look. I mean, to be fair, I mean, I think we've all like one of the things with Spence too is like, yeah, like how long is he gonna make one forty seven? But I mean, the thing with him, he's saying himself, like right now, I can make one forty seven. So it's like, right, he hasn't even had a big fight down there other than Brook. Yeah, so it's like he wants the Thurman fight, and then and and look, the thing with the Bud fight is he knows Bud knows that is that is a potential super fight, you know? So like. I don't know. Like I, I don't. You, I don't think why. I don't know why. Read me some of them. Uh, hold on. I need read me some of them adjectives. Some of those fancy adjectives Dick Mike threw in there. <laughs> oh man, that was crazy. That's another. That's another. What thing, the man. words like, he said? Buy a truck. What did he say? Yeah, buy a truck. He just used to say some really <laughs> crazy words. Like yo, man. Like Mike, just talk English, man. Like why oh, I gotta? Man. Why every time you talk, man, I gotta go look Get it up, man. Like, <laughs> man. like yo, just say what you And I'll be like, all right, man. But you know, again. So if you peel back that, I talk about that proverbial later onion, what you see is he really wants Spence to get out the division so Thurman can rule it. He went so far out of there. He went so far. It's, it's, it's almost like, it's almost like if you and I were talking, we'd be like, man, get LeBron out of the East, man. Put him in the West <laughs> right, so I can right. just go out. <laughs> right. So I can just go out and just rule the East. He's trying to get him out of there, man. I'm like, what they got to do? Why do you want to see the 154? He barely just fighting 147. Why you want to see the 154 all, all of a sudden? 
Anyway, good. I'm I'm sorry. That that's just it. No, I mean, yeah, I, I think yeah, I think we we pretty much nailed everything, man. Um, yeah, we know. Th- we covered is, we covered <laughs> it all. It was a good show tonight. That, yo, show. absolutely, man. I mean, look, man, and this is. Uh, um, this won't be the the last this time we're talking about this, day, man. Right? Yeah, <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't this ain't gonna be the last time we're talking about this. But any case, you know, no. um, this Saturday, this wow, you know, this Saturday is uh, Mikey Garcia and 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 Lipinitz. They that got uh you know moved over from the what was it the January card they were supposed to have, so, or February I think. But yeah, we're getting it uh, this uh, this weekend, and Mikey's going for his one to fourth world title, and mm. you know we'll see if I think he's gonna stay at one forty at this point. But you know we'll uh, we'll see how that pans out. That's on Showtime this Saturday. Um, that, that's pretty much it. Uh, follow us at Guard Your Grill Boxing on Instagram. You can follow me at Roberto underscore Flag. And uh, as we always say, man, we appreciate the. The likes we got, you know, the followers are, 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 are climbing by the week, man. So we appreciate all the follows, and uh, yo, just uh, hit us up, man. Let, let us know what's good, was good, and we'll be back next week right here. Check us on SoundCloud.com/slash/gygb as well as on iTunes. So till next week, we are out of here. Peace. <laughs>